this is Terrence from Suffocation, and you are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is who we have from Cut Up. This is Brian from Final Remains. This is Brian from Final Remains. This is Brian from Final Remains. This is Brian from Final This is Brian from Hey, this is Orgasm. Mike Smith from Suffocation. Hey, this is Don Clark from Horace Howard Brown. This is Dallas from Allen. You're listening to Phantasm Podcast. This is Dr. Ross Sewage from Exhumed and Impaled. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast. I'm here with Terrence Hobbs from Suffocation. West. <laughs> What's, What's going on, Mr. Vincent West? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. Last show, fucking summer slaughter, hanging out here with some of the boys backstage with you, man. Awesome. How did how uh, have you liked the tour so far? Um, this tour has had um, quite a bit of ups and downs, but yet it's been fucking godly. The last time I saw you, you had told me that you had played yes. in Mexico. Yeah, Mexico was uh, okay. Um, you know, I had a great time. Played Twisted Sister, Sepultura, um, Suicide Silence, um, Fear Factory, quite a few other bands. It was fucking awesome, but... Variety uh, bill. Yeah, it was a variety bill. There was like anywhere from 58,000 people uh, throughout the course of that. Oh, that's, show, that's really cool. Which is good for us because we need the exposure because, you know, we're underground. That's how we like it. Right. Right, Donnie? Right. See? <laughs> And you have a new album. Well, we have all the material uh, written. We still have to go and record it. Obviously, we're just getting done with Summer Slaughter here, and we still have some tentative things that we might do. We're not sure yet. We have to see what the logistics are with the band. I mean, we've been touring every other month pretty much. Right. Kind of fucking tired. Need to go home and deal with life. But um, everybody everybody else is still gung-ho, and so am I, to that effect, as long as everybody's on the same page. So for the recording process for that are you going to be using Ricky for that absolutely we're going to have Ricky and Frank on it Ricky. oh that's awesome yeah, yeah, both yeah, um, yeah uh, Frank you know Frank has pretty much got his foot into retirement I mean he can only right. do about two weeks of touring a year which in turn means that any full length type of touring that we do like he's not going to be on so we try to use him um, sparingly and in uh, and, and, and festivals or off shows where we can manage to get him in and out without using up all of his time um, you know, there's a lot of places that do want to see Frank. We want to make sure he can come out and see stuff too. He's the king. But yeah, but yeah he's he's my boy, and he's also been the fucking creator of this band along with me. So I, I can't really say anything about it. But when it comes down to real life, real jobs, you've been there 25 years, a pension, um, just so on and so forth like that. You know, it's a hard life decision for a person to make. And really, for me, that's you know that's key. And uh, I don't think people outside of um, you know this band understand that that much. But um, when we can get Frank out to see you guys, we will, man. And I mean, I can't guarantee him in every single place in, in city. Only reason being is because we just do so much more touring than what he can do. That's understandable. I read for a long time. I guess he has a really good job. Oh yeah, 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 man. He's been working wastewater treatment since he was out of high school. Really? Oh yeah. So he's been there for t- over twenty years. Okay. So you know, now he doesn't get the time off. It's like, hey, do you want to go on tour, fucking full time, or do you want to turn around and like lose your pension after twenty years? Right. And uh, that kind of shit will fucking do it to you. And I don't blame him for the decision he makes. He's always going to be a part of this band, just like, you know, I'll always be a part of the band. The staple. Maybe I'll be on the stage, he won't. That's just the way it is. Well, that's 
But at least in the recordings, you've got them. I can't really remember much of it. Yeah. But you could, so will there be will both of them sharing vocals on it, or will yeah, they? Yeah, to some degree. I mean, we'll see how everything pans out with all the lyrics and everything else once we go to uh, to really record it. Can I throw a fan idea at you? Sure. I would love, and I think I speak from probably any old school suffocation fan. I would love one disc to be Frank and one disc to be Ricky. Hey, well, you know what? That might be pretty awesome too. It's probably super expensive uh, too, yeah, um, but it would be probably super expensive. But and nothing is out of uh, possibility in my opinion. It's just me throwing some in my stuff opinion, at you. And don't think that we didn't actually think that one up beforehand. I'm sure we actually did, but it all depends on what the record label wants to do. Of course, there's creative controls and ties that you have to adhere to, and also it all depends on how much effort the people want to put into it. Um, we do have a lot of creative license, you know, with Nuclear Blast and what we decided we want. So you're still with Nuclear Blast? Oh yeah, yeah. So it'll be on Nuclear Blast the next record, you guys, which will be great. And you guys will find out about it. And of yeah. course, there'll be all the extra uh, amenities that Nuclear Blast does with its bands. Nuclear Blast is a great label. They have like so many great bands now. They got Yes. Slayer, they got Carcass, they got Hatebreed, they got this, they got, they got us, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, you can't, you can't doubt Nuclear Blast. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do that, and we're going to see how that pans out and spend some time really doing some touring. We're not going to rush to do a new record. Obviously, it's almost been, it's almost been four years since our last Yeah. So, um, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate to be able to be even still touring at the end of a touring cycle that long. Right. And hang out with these motherfuckers in some slaughter. Right. You, know what I mean? you. Well, come on, man. You know. So Definitely. when you're to bring everything up to speed here, because I didn't even know about it. The that's with the with yeah with with guy leaving. Because um, the last time I saw you okay. in Clarksville, it was yeah yeah. Um, basically, with guy, it was just like it, it was slowly coming. I mean, he wasn't putting as much attention into things and as. His parents were passing away. Um, it kind oh, of that's awful. Him. Yeah, it kind of affected him a lot. And uh, his mother passed away first, and his father passed away. And, I'm sorry, that's... You know, they left him a house. Then he met a girl. He got married. I know. met her in uh, Clarksville, exactly, I think. Yeah. Exactly. We did some traveling and everything. And I mean, with the death of everything, and with the marriage and all the rest of that, it just kind of was weighing on him, especially the traveling. I'm sure. The traveling is the hardest thing. Most people don't think it's easy. I mean, but you know, you do 27 airplane flights to go to one territory and then set a planet over two weeks. Right. You don't want to fucking do it. I mean, I think every every major mainstream star has probably spoke about that. And granted, maybe they're going first class, but us fucking death metal. <laughs> You're not. I'm not. We've got some big dude named fucking Gorotor drooling on your fucking shoulder, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not on Air Force and, 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 One. Yeah, and you're eating fucking bullshit food that makes your guts feel like crap. And, you know, <laughs> then you got to get off the fucking plane and go and do a sound check and shit. Fuck all that. Like, it fucking sucks. I'm going to tell you it sucks. But... I do it because I gotta go and fucking do what I, I believe in. We love that you do that. And, uh, you know, we always try to get to every tour that we can, and even the ones that we can't get to, we try to work on getting to. So, with that being said, you know, we're gonna go home after this tour, we're gonna try to get all of our new material together, get the titles together, get the artwork together, the recording together. And then, uh, come February, we have 70,000 tons of metal, so if you guys haven't gotten your tickets, get your fucking tickets, and be on that boat, because there's gonna be some serious shit. And, uh, That's awesome. Um, other than that, yeah, man, we're looking forward to trying to make this new release. I mean, all the material is written, but yet, uh, you know, we need the time to go and record it. Any idea with a producer this time? Are you gonna stick with uh, well, the I Zeus mean, we guy? Well, we have a couple of we have a couple of different options. Obviously, we always take our, our, our pre-production material and send it out to different engineers like Jason Sukov and uh, you know, like Zeus and so on. Yo, bro, can you shut the door, homie? Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna have to make this kind of short. This is getting crazy. And it's gonna get loud, and you're gonna have.
But anyway, uh, yeah, that's Suffocation's plan. I mean, we've been very happy being on this tour and sharing the stage with with Cannibal Corpse and Carnifex and with Nile and with you know Enterprise Earth and you know uh, Ingested and so on and so forth. I mean, Revocation, Dave Davidson, awesomest guitar player in the world, having a great time. Uh, I'd also like to, you know, if you have other questions, obviously, but I would like to make a mention of one of our sponsors that helped us out tremendously on this tour. Of course. Um, which is DistroKid. Um, DistroKid is an independent um, distribution company which will get most of your new coming bands. So if you're a new band, check out distrokid.com. Check it out on, tw uh, on Twitter. Um, basically what they do is they allow younger bands that have their own material and that have their own rights and that have their own, you know, copyrights and things of that nature, not selling it off to a record label. What they do is they distribute it through all the different streaming websites. So, they also will help you to distribute your hard copies as well. It's pretty cool because it allows people to keep all their rights and keep all, all of their publishings and things of that nature. So, okay. for a small fee, they're really actually getting you out there and making your money and allowing you to keep your stuff. So everybody, this tour for Suffocation is sponsored by DistroKid. I, I suggest you check it out if you're new and upcoming band. Um, obviously, we're on a record label. We can't do that. But um, you guys can, and I want to get you guys ahead of the game while you have the chance. Awesome. So definitely look for that. Right on. That's great for them sponsoring yeah. such Absolutely. a great and band and like and Suffocation. And too, they sponsor like us, and uh, they sponsor other bands like Dark Angel and so on and so forth. Oh, wow. Cool. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a great... It's a great outlet for new bands who need to keep and, uh, you know, make sure that they're not getting taken for all the money. You know? A um, couple more questions if you don't care real no quick. No problem, no problem. What is your favorite Suffocation album? All of them. I hate to say it, but to me... No, that's... that's as far as playing, as far as hooks, as far as material, as far as uh, all of that, all, uh, like almost every single Suffocation album has the same type of intensity and the same type of, um, let's say, complication, dexterity, technicality. Um, ABH record sounds different, but when we go about playing the songs live, you, you actually can see that, you know, we're not changing the mold of what Suffocation is. Unfortunately, we do have member changes, and that's a real-life issue. And that's some things, some things you just can't control. Yeah, that's... I am not looking to control everything. I'm looking for people that actually are 100% into doing what Suffocation has been doing and is willing to do and add to it. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, it, it, it's just a matter of keeping our integrity for you guys. Making sure that we deliver the best possible material and the best possible stage show without the gimmickry. You know what I mean? We're a t-shirt and jeans band yeah, at heart. That's why we love you. Yeah, that's where we stand, you know? It's such, it's, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, question for you as a, as a me being an older death metal fan. Um, do you keep in touch with any of the bands uh, from the scene up there? I'm a big Mortician fan. Do you have any relationship with those guys, or do you? Um, with quite like with Will. Will is like one of my old school boys. I've known him for God knows how long. Always a good friend. Roger Bouchard from Mortician as well. Um, of course, I keep in touch with people, the Immolation people. I keep in touch with the Pyrexian people and the Eternal Bleeding people, the Skinless people, the Dehumanized people, even hardcore people. I, uh, you know, or hate from a and uh, 
Akani. Um, you know, people from Agnostic Front and Hardcore. Oh, wow, cool. So, you know, we, we're, we in New York, we try, to, we try to keep it together as best as possible. Of course, um, you know, I'm not in touch with everybody every single day, just like all the old members of my band. Right. I do still keep in contact with them frequently, um, or infrequently to a certain extent. Depends on how much I'm home. But, uh, well, like before we were talking about yeah. Doug, I had no yeah, idea. I That's really him, cool. I just seen him right before this tour. We all went out to see Demolition Hammer show in New York. That's awesome. I love Demolition Hammer. Out, That's great. Out, had some drinks, you know, watched Malignancy, had a great time. Um, when I get home, I'm actually probably going to call him up to see how he's doing, you know. Um, That's awesome. He's got his own job. I just ran into Doug Bones, my old drummer, out in Texas, along with Kevin Talley. He should have been on the tour, but he couldn't do it. Kevin Talley, studio drummer. You need your drums done, call Kevin. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, we just rocking and rolling, man. We roll with the punches and we just keep the real one. It, it's just for me, I've been a fan, and I think I told you this when we first became friends on uh, Facebook. Yes. I've been a fan since 91. I remember buying an effigy on cassette. And so awesome. That, that to me, and if I can take a second to just talk about that, that record to me is the Bible for death metal. That was 25 years ago for me. That, the production, I have things. never, and I'm a big Scott Burns guy, but that of course, he Burns knocked that one out of the park. Well, that thing is so fucking... Scott is, Scott is the fucking man. That's all that there is to it. And, uh, I mean, you know, he, he made sure that he didn't date himself like all other engineers do. I mean, after us and, like, uh, very few other bands, he just kind of hung it up and just went back into just, like, uh, building, building and... Um, um, outfitting studios and live venues. Really, I had no idea uh, he was not, still doing, he's doing anything. He's not doing the recordings anymore, and I think that that uh, lends a lot of credit to his integrity. Oh, definitely, yeah. But it just gave it such a special sound. I mean, everything on it, every instrument, every lick, every note Scott of that tried, album. Scott is the man and knows his shit. There is nobody else that I know or that I, I think really is comparable to him in the long run. Going from analog recording to digital recording over the course of the last three decades, Scott is the fucking man. That's all there is to it. Did you all record that record in Florida? We recorded Effigy the Forgotten in Florida. We recorded Pierce from Within in Florida. Then we flew Scott Burns up for, uh, we flew him up for Despise the Sun. Oh, cool. Yeah, so pretty important. You know why it sounded like shit? Because we didn't use Scott Burns in the middle of it. It's such a good album, though. It's a, it's a great record. It's got great material on it, but it's got a terrible production, so guess what? On our next record, there will be a, dis- uh, a Breeding Spawn song on it. And for all you fans, <laughs> excuse me, that collects stuff for records, by the end of the next four records or whatever, you'll be able to take one Breeding Spawn song off of each record and make a better Breeding Spawn, even though all the productions will be different from album to album. Oh, wow, that's awesome. better than the fucking Breeding Spawn. So we got like maybe three more songs after this one to go. Maybe I'll knock them all out in one shot just to kind of fucking, you know, let the fans have what they need. Fuck yeah, man, that's amazing. But yeah, I'm I'm working on it, man. There's a lot of underground shit that we do and uh, I'm just trying to be the workhorse, man. I've had my copy. I bought it at a Camelot. Do you remember Camelot? Oh yeah, of course. I've still got mine with that Sam Goody. Oh yeah. How you cunts drinking all the beer without me? How do I have to be in a podcast and you don't? See? Tell him, tell him. Say hello. <laughs> Tom? Hello from me. Tell him the band, man. Come on. Hello from Jason Ingested. 
There you go. Awesome. There you go. There you go. Podcast you. with these motherfuckers too. <laughs> these English blokes said, "Fuck you, EU. <laughs> Fuck you, we're going to America, baby." <laughs> Bunch of cunts. <laughs> anyway, yo, more power to them. Though I'm glad that they were here on the store too, man. Yeah, they're good. Bands, they're bands kick fucking ass on this tour, man. It's good. I'm glad. It's, you know, it's hard, hard to get a really good uh, package. Like, yeah, tour package together with a decent ticket price. Terrence, well, thank you for doing this. West. <laughs> this is Terrence from Suffocation, and you are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Much horror and pain. You must listen because I have blisters on my fingers. What the fuck is up? And welcome to a special edition of the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me, Dr. Vincent West. Doctor, how the fuck was Summer Slaughter? How it was, was cool, Terrence? man. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody dug that interview I did with Terrence. Uh, got another one coming up later for you with uh, Alex from Christian. But no, Terrence was great, man. He got me into the show. And uh, we had kind of an impromptu thing. There's some... Uh, there's a band playing, so you've got some kind of some audio stuff. But man, it was a great interview. He's a great right. guy, man. And, you know, love suffocation. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that interview. Yeah, it was pretty killer, man. And uh, the Alex one coming up uh, later on the show is uh, definitely also killer. Um, as far as this recap, uh, here soon, in about 30 minutes, uh, you can prepare yourselves. I do an interview with Sleazy P. Martini, the uh, infamous uh, manager of Guar. Which is pretty fun. Uh, well, awesome. barbecue is really fun. Um, and uh, for the movies that you guys are watching today, while we jam pack all this shit, cram it right up your ass. We got, well, Doctor, we, we'll let you introduce this one. Uh, the Fun House from Toby Hooper. I just had the greatest idea. Let's spend the night. Fun House. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something is alive in the Fun House. Something deadly. Something evil. I don't know what that thing is. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. The funhouse rated R starts Friday at a theater near you. This is definitely a, a very underrated classic. Uh, don't get don't get this one confused with the Funhouse Massacre. That's a turd. Uh, this, yes, it is. This is the Mamma Jamma here. This is the real deal. This is a good film. And of course, it's a a Scream Factory release here. It's one of their earlier ones. Yeah, it's, it is. I found this, and I figured you know we should do this. It's it's a pretty good movie. I actually enjoyed the hell out of this last time I watched this. So I thought it would go good with the the barbecue and the and the uh, and the. Uh, yeah, we got kind summer of a slider. fun house going on well, in this kind episode. Of a farewell to summer episode, kind of. Yeah, that too. Um, this movie, of course, came out in uh, 1981, and um, it's about the the dark ride at the carnival or whatever. And there's it's kind of got a maniac vibe to it. Uh, the uh, the killer's 81. Yeah, the killer's got his own little little layer in the inside of the fun house, and he's you know. Got his little dolls that he's, you know, friends with or whatever, and he's pretty creepy. Um, of course, Toby Hooper. It's, you know. And this, apparently, the uh, opening to this is a reference to 
the original Psycho and Halloween. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. It kind of plays on it with the... Oh, yeah, the... Definitely. And so far, the uh, opening scene for this does not look very good as far as the print. Then again, this I is one of the... I think this has print damage. This is a universal title. This is one of the, you know, first things to come out from Scream Factory. Universal was one of the first companies to actually play ball with them and actually license them titles. This was one of the first titles they gave them. This and They Live and Halloween and Halloween 2 and Halloween 3. And this is uh, actually one of the video nasties uh, over in the UK. This is one of the no banned shit. films from that. that. Um, you know, the film is fairly tame, but it's... Um, I think actually it's confused with the movie Last House on Dead End Street, which the alternative title for that was The Fun House. And um, so I don't know if that's just a mix-up or what it is. But of course, Arrow released this in 2011 uh, in the UK on Blu-ray. A fans, this has nothing to do with this. This is a timing thing for our episode. At 7.50, we'll need to go to the uh, interview. The Sleazy P. Martini? Just keep an eye at 7.50 on your magic clock. Gotcha. Sorry about that. little technical thing we're doing here today. We're trying something different here for you. As we see some titties. And this is Corey Gorkrist here on uh, Mr. Skinless. We always love to have the tit scenes for you guys. If you're following along at home, you're on... Uh, about four minutes and twenty seconds, maybe four minutes twenty three seconds, you'll see some uh, some nice white titties, some little little perky ones there, um, real quick. So you might want to get this that. one. Just feels good right now. I don't know why. This is. I think this was a good one. It's a very Doctor West thing happening right here. He's got the fucking mask on. He's he's stalking some topless women. Uh, when Shot Factory put this out, it was in a set and it was with. Uh, it was like the four films they started putting out, and it was Phantasm Two, uh, Serpent in the Rainbow were among the titles that they put out. But I thought Serpent in the Rainbow that came, came out, out way later. later. Maybe that was planned, or they put that. It on was planned. It didn't happen. They put it with something else. Um, this came out. They. It was Universal. I guess they had made the deal to put those films out. That's what it they was. released them later on, and uh, the director can just bear down a little more. We can continue our Mister Skinless, which. They do. You got soapy, sudden titties over there at the five minutes and twenty-eight seconds mark. So, thank you all for attending, Mister Skinless. We'll see you next time, maybe later in this episode. And of course, we got a one of those fake killer scenes that you love to see in uh, horror movies. He's got the little plastic knife, and he's about to stab her right in the navel. And then, of course, eh, it's, a, it's a fake knife. But the mask is pretty creepy. Oh, and there's some more titties right there. You got some nice uh, jiggly side boob. I'm not even going to tell you the time. You can just watch from 4 minutes 23 seconds on, and you'll see some tits here and there. So thanks for that. Um, brought back a gift for the doctor here. Um, we told him we were going to do this. Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned a couple episodes ago, but... Uh, I did end up bringing back hot sauce for the doctor here. I am actually going to try some as well. We got some <laughs> El Monterey uh, frozen burritos, metal as fuck, on this podcast today. Now I've never opened this before. 
Is this meat or bean? I think it's both. Interesting. We got the Bo Habanero hot sauce from Guar at Guar that I had picked up. Uh. And on the back it says Guar. And they sell out of this stuff quick. Oh, yeah. If you ever go to Guar a good tip. Hit up the merch booth and get the hot sauce. And how much can. was that? Ten bucks. Holy shit. And they have the barbecue sauce, which is the barbecue sauce, for ten bucks also. And, you know, it's actually it's actual glass, so whenever you buy it, you don't have to worry about carrying it around because they keep it there and you get a little ticket, bring it back to them at the end of the show, and they give you your stuff. So you, you don't have to carry it around, maybe nice. you have a break. It's pretty cool. Um, it says here... Guar has brought back the fires of hell for you to put in your mouth because life's too short for bland food. So there's that, and uh, for any of you hotheads out there that like hot sauce, it's I'll tell you the fucking ingredients for you. It's got onion, water, habanero, pepper mash, habanero, peppers, and salt, distilled vinegar, carrots, carrots, water, calcium chloride, garlic, lime juice, concentrate. And it's Let's made, do it. made right in Richmond. So we got our... Never opened this before, so here we go. We'll actually do a smell test first. And we'll, we'll see how... <coughs> Potent the shiz. Oh man. Man, it smells like a like a gut wrencher. <coughs> yeah. And we're getting this you take oh you can take it. You take the first dab right here. It looks like we need like a maybe a a spoon or I mean a knife. Just pour it out, fuck it. Well no what I'm saying is it's like cl- it's like I'll stick my finger in it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do that, fuck it. They're clean. Alright. The doctor's gonna try it out here. Get a little dipping action going. I'll let you try it first, make sure you don't die, and then I'll try some. <laughs> God damn. So I'm gonna go ahead and get it ready on my plate here. <coughs> I'm just smelling it, just making <coughs> cough. It smells pretty potent. Frozen burrito. And we're dipping it, and the shit's going down, down the tube. Good amount of it on here. This is uh, Dr. Vincent West. I'll be in the emergency room. <laughs> Holy shit. Is it really hot? It's actually really good. Is it? Give it a shot here. It's good with this burrito. It is very spicy. Now, taste. What kind of taste you got there? It's just hot. <laughs> I mean, it's really hot. All right. I'm taking a bite. I mean, it's, it's very strong. It's instant. Instant tongue burn. It's not one of those creepers that gets you in the throat. Actually, yeah, I just now got my throat. Jesus Christ. It's not bad. No, it's pretty good. i got to be careful with that. I've got really bad heartburn issues. I'm going to eat what I've got, though. I put quite a bit on here. Damn. It's very chunky hot sauce. Let's do the carrots. It's uh, it's good though. It's yeah. really good. Shit. Definitely spicy. And it, it, it you know, it, I'll, I'll, I'm not a food person. I'm not Guy Fieri or anything. I do like Guy Fieri though. No, surprisingly. But uh, it's it's like a slow burn. Yeah. <clears throat> it's gotten increasingly hotter, and I haven't touched the rest of the sauce. I've almost eaten all of mine. Back to the film. They're trying their new hot sauce. It's called uh, Marijuana. 
and they're passing around the car. So, <clears throat> shit. We got that going on in the movie. You guys are still watching that? You're like, dude, you're trying on hot sauce. What the fuck's going on? It is actually, if you guys end up, I think you can get it from Guar, you know, the Guar's website. So It's delicious. You can find it on there if you don't get to attend Guar. It's really strong. <clears throat> it is. It does have a... <clears throat> the heat's mostly there, but the flavor that there is is good. Yeah. Fuck. This kind of tastes freezer burnt, the actual burrito, so this is actually adding decent flavor to it, even though it's hot. None of us have had water yet. This is freezing, freezer burnt? Mine kind of tastes the way. Or maybe I just, I think I just cooked it too long. Because I gave you the fresher one. I put mine in for like three minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm actually going to put some, pour some hot sauce into this burrito there. There's a couple of dabs in there. Whew. None of us have drank water yet. We're, we're down in this whole thing without it. And then we're going to need our whole bottle of water here. I ate it all. Not bad. It's really good. I should do more of these. You know, get some death metal hot sauce out there. Or, you know, you want us to try it on the fucking podcast and let us know. I know. Is the barbecue sauce hot as well that they have? I think it's a little bit like spicy and tangy. I've actually, I mean, I've only had it in the. Pretty sure that's the barbecue sauce they have at all the vendors, but I don't remember if it's spicy or not. I think it's more spicy. Fuck! It's more spicy than smoky. You know, it has more of that mesquite taste than smoke. You good? It got me. That one got me. I just ate a bunch of it raw. Don't do that. Oh, you finished it though. Yeah, it's gone. Hell yeah. Well, the doctor lives so far. Uh, we'll see here in about 30 minutes if I'm still alive. <laughs> I have to take uh, pills for my heartburn. Stop listening. From years of drinking. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> double horns from me and uh, all my creatures from the morgue. I definitely have to say that. That's some of the best hot sauce I've ever had. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. That's not just some cheap shit. That's some good shit. Uh, it was made there right in Richmond, I guess, by the Guar guys themselves. Um, shit. Hey, like I said, if you guys are hotheads, oh shit, you heard it here. It's recommended from the doctor himself, and it's really tasty. It is, and, and Corey Gore Christ as well. Just both of us from the Phantasm podcast. Approves of the Bo Habanero. My God. Even if you don't like guar, <laughs> eat the hot sauce if you like hot sauce. Cause, Hell, man. that makes me like it more. That's really, really good. I'll <laughs> mm. talk about guar a second. I, I really am a big fan of the first two or three things they did. After that, I just haven't really listened to it. Right. Um, uh, funny thing, uh, I actually own a lot of guar stuff. I'm actually going to... When Dave died, an idiot... At a local CD store, sold like everything that they had done. I don't know why people do that. And I bought, I bought all of it. I guess because because I got all of it used. The only thing I'm missing, literally, I guess they think the only thing I'm missing money. is the latest record. That's it. I have everything. And it was um, so strange. Battle Maximus was pretty good um, for our last record. It's definitely good for Dave to go out on. Um, but I really liked uh, Bloody Pit of Horrors. Really good. It's very That's a good album. Yeah, it's very. They got a lot more like heavier thrash, you know, in their last you know few years. 
Well, if there's so, people I mean, out there that don't know a lot about that band, the one thing that sold me, and I'll tell you my favorite Guar album here in just a second, because I'll have to look it up. But what sold me, the bassist, Casey Orr from fucking Rigor Mortis. Oh, I'm, yeah. If anyone's ever listened to the podcast, fan, huge fan of that band. That band gets no love, <clears throat> but they get love from me. So he was just in the band, or...? He joined at some point in time, but I'm a huge fan of Rigor Mortis. And ironically, that's my favorite Guar album, which I'm going to bring that up here in just a sec since I get it pulled up here for you guys. Is that earlier record? No, but it's it's probably, really? Hmm. Technical difficulties. Kids, one second. My burrito is finished. Yeah, I inhaled mine. I haven't. I hadn't eaten anything all day. We've been recording. Glad you liked it. I didn't want to. We, we, I, I can't tell you who it is, but we just did a maybe the best interview we've ever done. It's fucking awesome. We'll touch more on that later on. But my God, I, I just want to take a moment in time with you and just say, wow, what a fucking awesome interview. You guys have something so. Uh, my favorite thing we've ever done is is coming up to you in a different podcast. I just stay tuned. I think it's probably my favorite too, honestly. It was pretty awesome. Uh, we got some uh, beautiful women walking around here at the fun house, and the girl that's brother pretended to kill her earlier. Gotta love me some late 70s, early 80s sluts. <laughs> Always nice to look at. Love the beautiful slutty ladies. <clears throat> Let's see here. Yeah, that burrito was killer, man. But Casey, K- <clears throat> Casey joined... Uh, I'm not really sure when he joined. I'm not going to go through all that. This isn't. Uh, this episode is definitely Guar involved. That's why I'm discussing this right now. But obviously, a lot of love for Dave Brocky. But I, I'd be lying to tell you guys that's what got me into this. What got me into this <clears throat> band was obviously the uh, the earlier stuff. But Casey Orr was Beefcake the Mighty. He was in the band from '94 to '97, then '99 to 2002, then 2008 to 2011. But he was uh, Beefcake the Mighty. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Casey Orr, again, one of my favorite bass players in the world. Uh, my favorite Guar album, uh, <clears throat> and this is this may surprise some folks out there, my favorite Guar album is either Hello or Scumdogs of the Universe. But as far as a newer record... Scumdogs is great. As far as a newer record, like if you're going to put a gun to my head, <clears throat> hands down... My favorite record from Guar is Violence Has Arrived. It's a great one. And if I'm not mistaken, Casey is on it. I think I have about everything. Uh, we'll go through the list here of everything I have for the kids here. I've got Hello, Scumdugs of the Universe, America Must Be Destroyed, This Toilet Earth, Ragnarok, Carnival of Chaos. I do not have. I'm missing that. <clears throat> so if anybody want to send me a copy of Carnival of Chaos, I'd appreciate it. I'm also missing Lust in Space. Other That's than that, I have every fucking album. I'm missing Battle Maximus, Lust in Space, and Carnival of Chaos. Everything else I, I fucking own. Wow. We have Bloody Pit of Horror I love. Lust in Space is great. Uh, that guy, when he sold his stuff, I mean, he sold everything. I, I got those ex-cops albums. I got the, I got the Dave awesome. Brocky experience stuff. This was all in a lot that came through a Hastings, with a now defunct record store that I enjoyed. Apparently with uh, Violence Has Arrived... They were supposed to release it on September 11th, 2001, and Metal Blade wouldn't release it until November. So, But that was a coincidence. That's pretty crazy, yeah. Because, of course, infamously, God Hates Us All by Slayer was released September 11th, 2001. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. And they got... 
Um, the song Immortal Corruptor is on there. It's a classic now. Um, it's the only song on that record that is had Is it a, weird that I like that record? No, that's a great... That's one of my favorites. Um, is that Casey is on that? That was Casey Orr's final video. Is that music video for... Um, that wasn't his final album, though, was it? On the... Um, Let's see, it was the... They had a DVD called um, The Ultimate Video Guarchive, and it had the music video for Immortal Corruptor on it. And um, it had special commentary for The Road Behind, like the video for that. And that was Casey Orr's final video, was that commentary. Two other records I want to mention here that I own that I really like is War Party and Beyond Hell. Which are out of print and impossible to find. They were in that lot. I literally, I'm not even making this up, kids. I got Hello, Scumdogs of the Universe, America Must Be Destroyed, the deluxe edition, which is out of print with the DVD with it. Uh, this Toilet Earth, Ragnarok, We Kill Everything, Violence Has Arrived, War Party, Beyond Hell, and Bloody Pit of Horror all in one fucking lot. It's awesome. I got all of it, like shabam. Bloody Pit of Horror, uh, oddly enough, is one of my favorites. It's. It's good. It's I liked it. I liked it. Uh, but you know, if, if, if I'm just for reminiscing for me as, this a, was as a kid, Scum Dogs is probably the one that I like. A lot of people think Ameri- America Must Be Destroyed is the best. I, I, I no, if I, I've got to pick one, if I, it's either Hello or, or like Scum Dogs. A Bloody Pit of Horror. Uh, I love that album. That album was Flatus Maximus's last album. Uh, Corey Smoot before he died. So Jesus, they were both. Um, he went out on a great. So let out. me ask you a question. So we're we're going to keep with the theme of this. By the way, we've got an auctioneer or a or a carney talking here in the movie. I don't want y'all to think I forgot about. It. I have not this, this second movie. Oh, yeah, we got this thing on. Day. We're at Marco the Magnificent banner here. We're fucking going through the carnival here. Actually, uh, yeah, and in about twelve minutes, you're all about to get an interview. Yep, yeah, uh, we'll keep it on the Guar thing till then. Get it hyped up. We got uh, Sleazy P Martini and Corey Gore Christ on. It's only a few minutes, but it's. Uh, a lot of fun to do, and I have a question for you. Sure. Um, how many people are left in Guar? Original. Is there anybody left? Yeah, uh, Balzac. Um, he's the he's original, and um, fuck. Uh, uh, Jizmac is is an original. The drummer, he's still there. Been there since the band's inception, and. Um, also, the guy that replaced uh, Dave Brocky for vocals and bass is his. He goes by Blothar now, but he was the original Beefcake the Mighty when the band started. So he's a he's a fit replacement for him because he was he was there since the band started. He's really, a, he's the original Beefcake the Mighty. Is he on anything? Yeah, he's on um, like all the first bunch of records. <coughs> Until 93, you know, from when the band started to 93, <coughs> he was on those records. And um, then he came back in 98 and did some more stuff. Um, so, yeah, he's he's on... I guess that's weird that I like Casey Orr, but that, that was my bridge back into this band when I'd walked away from him. So you got to think, I walked away from him probably at Ragnarok was the last thing I bought. Yeah. Carnival of Chaos, I've never heard a fucking thing off of. Right. We Kill Everything, however, love it. 
Yeah, Violence is a Rob, love it. War Party, love it. Beyond Hell, love it. I'll take War Party and Beyond Hell over Lust in Space. Yeah, see, Lust in Space was... Um, I don't really was... like that. I, I I want it just because I have everything else, but... Yeah, that's, uh... Y'all didn't know this. I wanted to also tell everybody this. This is this was really nice. Uh, for my birthday, Corey had Guar, what's left of it, come and play at a, a pizza parlor that I was at. <laughs> Uh, we, we ate at a place uh, where my parents live. It's a place in a bad part of town called Pizza Palace. And we went there, and he actually had guar play while I ate pizza. <laughs> and if you believe that if you believe that story, then you also believe that I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Anyway, enough of that. But. That's funny, though. <clears throat> now, uh, <clears throat> on Beyond Hell... Um, they were they did a schools out cover which is pretty cool. Weird. Um, the music video was directed by David Brodsky on July second, two thousand six, which is my birthday. So that's cool. That's weird. Um, but I like that. Look, War Party and Beyond Hell. I'm not joking. They're out of print. You can't get them. Oh yeah. They were put out. I think they were put out independently by the band. They're not Metal Blade releases. Yeah, I mean they've done they've done so much stuff. They got quite. What's big. interesting? Everything is a Metal Blade release except for War Party and fucking Beyond Hell. Hmm. I'm dead serious. It, Dirt Entertainment put that out, and then Beyond Hell was also released by. Uh, you know what I didn't know? You had to buy it through the damn band's website. The new the <clears throat> pustulus maximus that was uh, Corey Smoot uh, is now Brent Ferguson, who's in Cannabis Corpse. So that's pretty awesome. Coming up for you guys, uh, Gore Crossed is live from live from Barbecue from Virginia. Sleazy P Martini, uh, exploitation king and manager of Gore. It was a lot of fun. Super nice guy. Uh, Really energetic all the time. He hates everything, but he's great. Um, do we need to pause this or anything when we go into the interview, or do we need? To... I'll tell you what we'll do, guys. Um, take it as a brief. It's, it's in seven minutes. It's a, it's a five minute interview, so you take a an intermission to the film. You can pause it. Uh, we're gonna pause it. <coughs> yeah, we're gonna pause it while mm-hmm. it happens, and then uh, you'll come back. We're at twenty six minutes forty eight seconds on the film, so. That'll give you time to take a piss, grab it's you. Seven minutes now. We still yeah. got like seven minutes. Uh, when we announce the intermission, that'll give you, you know, if you don't want to listen to the interview, whatever you want to do. If you're really wanting to do the movie thing with us and all this through the interviews, take you a couple minutes, take a piss, grab yourself a fucking beer, pack you some fucking weed, whatever the hell you do. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I, whatever your fancy is, whatever you Snort do. Snort some cocaine. Yeah, whatever you do. Off during, of hooker's tits. We're talking about Guar here, you know. <clears throat> Uh, smoke some fucking crack, whatever the hell you do uh, during an intermission. Or Just no meth. Or do your thing. Yeah, yeah, no, do no meth or heroin. No. I've seen where that takes no. you. Um, Actually, the cocaine's probably dangerous too. If you want to drop some acid, eat some mushrooms. <laughs> Make whatever this you fun want house to do. more fun for you. Uh, right, because this is it. this is our farewell to the summer episode, which yeah, sucks. We, we packed. I love it. the summer. It seemed long though. The summer did not uh, to me. That means the winter's going to be longer. Not to me. It didn't for me. It but we got a lot coming fun. up in the winter for you guys. We have got so many things planned already. But yes, you, you leave this ship up to us because we will fucking sail this bitch out right in winter time. Get it all packed up. 
right now we got the the fortune teller here. But literally, as we speak, if it's all right that I say this, I'm not saying who. I literally, we just knocked out an interview for you guys, which may be the best one we've ever done, and we locked down a really interesting interview today. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> you can go to our Facebook page, and <clears throat> there is a spoiler provided to you by yours truly from the morgue. You can get on there and... and uh, Decipher the code there. It's there. It's yeah. there. Uh, but check that out. But there would uh, a girl, the one that her brother was going to stab her earlier with the fake knife, or did actually in the navel. We saw her titties. Uh, she is having her palm read, which is something I don't recommend doing. These people get paid a lot of money. I do believe in palm readers, but if you're if it's at a carny, it's probably not legit. Yeah, maybe back then it probably was. But I don't know about now. And she's you go to the fair. I mean, I think that's uh, actually it's a dangerous. Dude. Is that a dude? That's a chick. Oh, oh that, that, that's, that's a chick, I think. No? Jesus. Maybe that's a dude. It looks like... No, it's a chick. It looks like Anthony Perkins. It's a tranny. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, it's a cross-dresser. You will show your boobs again in this film. That's what they're saying. Oh, also, real quick, uh, before we get this uh, interview rolling for you guys, um, if you go on our Facebook page, show it some love, give it a like. I have also uh, added the Phantasm Podcast on Spotify. Not our podcast, but a profile for us. So that way uh, we can throw some some music at you guys, uh, stuff to check out. Maybe. Corey's greatest hits. Yeah, it's uh, the Corey's picks. So if you want to go on Facebook, go through Spotify and, and check it out. I got thirteen tracks on there for you this week. I'm going to start doing this every week for you. So um, definitely, definitely, if you guys are, I actually have people all the time like, hey, what's some new death metal I can check out, or what's some shit you've been listening to? It's like, well. Now you have the list. It'll be up every week. For I bet I know who's on up. there. Can I guess one of the ones that's on there? Guess. I bet Gortuary's on there. They are on there. That band. <clears throat> these guys, you should check these guys out. I don't know anything about them, but he played them for me. I thought they were great. I put the song on there called Hereditary Retardation. I think that's <laughs> probably the most death metal song I've like title I've heard of in a long time. Um, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So... Uh, it's also brutal as fuck, so go check that out. I also got some classics on the playlist, like Entombed and uh, Coroner. So if you guys like that, a little mix of everything there, uh, but all definitely uh, death metal shit. So go and check that shit out. Share it if you want. And be like, hey, this is a great playlist. Thanks, Corey. You're welcome. And, you know. Corey just... spent a lot of time and money on that playlist. And <laughs> he, he messaged me and was like, <clears throat> I need 13 tracks right now. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> You were like, I can't even listen. I lost to my track. stereo went out in my in my hearse, and and I'm dead serious. It really did, and and I can't listen to music where I normally did. So now my music thing is, I literally have to set time aside to listen to music, which really sucks. Right? Used to it was just like I get in the car and go. Now I can't. Yeah. So which sucks. Now you're pissed. You just have to listen to your. You I can't know. listen to anything. Yeah. The radio doesn't work. Nothing works. It does not work. It's dead. But <clears throat> speaking of dead, we are inside the fun. We're house. in the dark ride. <clears throat> and there's Kamala. Anyway, <laughs> I would actually go in this. I think there's this Kamala is, again. I think this is cool because normally the uh, little fun house rides at fairs now are so. It's just like if I'm not mistaken, too, the Frankenstein actually is the killer. Yeah, I think so. He's like the Tard. Speaking of Tards, I think this is another Tard movie. Yeah. Where's the <clears throat> Tard killer, that is. Nothing against anybody we were Tard, but I'm dead serious. I think this is like some kind of man beast doing the killing in it. Yeah. A little spoiler there for you guys, but 
I'm going to shut up because you know what time it is. It's time to visit with Dr. Gore Christ and the manager of Guar, live from Guarbecue. So you guys, 2016. take your piss, grab your beer, or you can sit back and listen. Pause your movie right now. We are at 32 minutes and 12 seconds. Enjoy. Corey Gorkrest here with Sleazy P. Martini. How you doing, man? Oh, doing very, very good. We're here at the Guarbecue. If uh, everything works out just right, uh, the last corpse will dry, die uh, just before closing. Hey, we got the Slaughterama later, huh? Yeah, we do. Uh, all the corpses, of course, will be recycled into dog food, so it's totally ecologically sound. Where you are uh, right now? But uh, generally, I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm in AC in, in Jersey, usually, just across the river. But uh, it's plenty fucking hot here, man. It's killing me, really. I, I'll be honest. It's killer babes, though, though. Killer food. You liking it? You digging it? I don't have time for food. <laughs> you have time Who for pussy, though? Who needs food when you're on meth, right? Yeah, right, right. Who needs, needs time food? for pussy, though? There's always time yeah, for Yeah, always. Don't get high off your own supply, kids. <laughs> well, uh, how many times have you been here now, this festival? What is it? Four? Four I think times? It might, might be seven. Twelve, not, thirteen, not fourteen, sure. fifteen... Five? Holy shit. In meth shit. years, I am not entirely sure. Yeah, exactly. It's compressed. Meth years are compressed. <laughs> or are they expanded? I can never remember. Now, I want to ask you, are you a, a death metal fan? Any chance? Am I a death metal fan? Death metal fan. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a death metal fan. Uh, I'm a novelty hit fan. Uh, yeah, I like... Um, I like the coming to take you away, haha. Okay. And uh, uh, I really like uh, 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 purple people eaters. I love that. I love that song. I love that song. Uh, and what, what's a novelty hit of today? Oh yeah, Fridays by that bitch uh, Karen Black, whatever her name is on YouTube. She's a YouTube star. That's why I love that song. I thought that was so Nickelback, good. but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you know, yeah. Well, you know, Nickelback. Rebecca no, Black. Are you Rebecca when you say? Well, yeah, Rebecca, Rebecca Black. Black. When you say Nickelback, <laughs> are you Nickel using Black. Yes. <laughs> the contraction of shit <laughs> Com- combining with shit, and you've got Nickel Black. Yes. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. What about uh, horror movies? You're a big horror guy, and normally oh, of course. You on the podcast. Now you should check out my show. Okay. Sleazy Pictures After Dark. Sleazy Pictures After Dark. Got okay, it. you go to Roku. Okay. OSI 74. So it's Roku slash OSI 74. And then go in the collections. You'll see all my movies. Right. So I've been running exploitation movies. My latest latest is uh, They Call Her One-Eye. Call her one eye. They call her one eye. It's a it's a it's a sad story about a girl who's raped and uh, becomes a mute. Yes, she's traumatized, and so she does the uh, uh, the best thing possible. It's fucked up. She kills everyone. <laughs> so it's like a spit on your grave kind of homage. Yeah, exactly. In fact, spit on your grave was borrowed from this. This one was made in '73. So this is you heard it here. Precursor. Precursor from spit on your grave is totally yeah. Right. right. Now, favorite horror movie? Do you have a favorite one? Favorite horror Besides movie? Besides your own, of course, because yours is the best. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Original. The original. Awesome. Never so been better. And you know what's amazing? It's not a splatter flick. No. And true Chainsaw Massacre fans know it. It's just very Scary. fucking visceral. It is. It's is fucking. It's too more real. the way they shot it. You it's can too real. Tell. It was so fucking scary. I saw it as a kid. Awesome. I saw the trailer. I said, I'm not ready. <laughs> So I'm gonna wait till I'm yeah no I'm gonna wait till I'm 25 <laughs> and I did awesome. and it was still scary. Are you a 70s or an 80s guy? 
more 70s things? I love the, I love the two. I love the two. I'm the bridge. I'm the, the, I'm the bridge? bridge from the 70s to the 80s. You gotta do the both. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I do bong hits in the 70s and the coke in the 80s. That's how I bridged it. <laughs> they do the meth in the 2000s. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no. So, uh, spice. Right? Oh, wow. uh, no, bath salts. Bath salts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got them mixed up when you're on the shit. I'm about to go uh, homicidal right now. There you go. I'm out of my mind. I'm going to bite somebody's <laughs> cheek off and, uh, and then urinate all over their face. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Play, thank you, man, so much. Howdy, folks. This is Sleazy P. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire, and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. You're fucking awesome, man. Thank you so much. Ghostbusters, the new one sucks. All right, guys, and we are back. Uh, if you guys are still following all in the film, you can unpause it. We're at 32 minutes and 18 seconds, so... Uh, yeah, the interview is pretty awesome. If you do a recap of that, uh, it kind of just impromptu, really. Uh, went to the event. Uh, went to Talk a little, little bit about that because now we went to the little. Press you got rock star a little bit at this. Yeah, we'll talk about this. Uh, originally, I had some stuff set up with a few other. Uh, tried to get something set up with a few other band members. That Let's had, talk about that. That attended Guarbecue, and I just never heard back. From there's some. Did old, you get Rockstar? There's some old titties right there. It's still not bad. Did you get Rockstar? You think, or do you think it was? Not, I got Rockstar. Was it malicious or was it not malicious? It was just uh, didn't hear shit. Uh, one of those things. And there's some more titties. So you want to? I don't think those count. Those are burlesque. Well, let's titties. talk about this a little bit. So, how did you get the interviews that you got? <clears throat> um, well, you went. I got in. You know, with the press pass and with the press people and all that. So we had. They have a little. And there's some epic butt. I'm sorry, but this is the wrong time to do a recap because the movie just kicked up ten notches with some some bodacious carnival carny babes here with butt and boobs. So um, no epic nipples, so you're not getting the skinless here. But you know, still still nice watch if you you want to do the soft core jerk. I mean that's pretty that's pretty epic, right? Yeah, there. dude's a definitely fired up crowd here on the film. Yeah, and they're just. Those, those boobs are disgusting, so I'm going to keep talking now. Um, you, they have a press pavilion that all the press people go and sit at, which I didn't. I was going around trying to find food. And well, no, talk to, talk to, let's get right to this. Tell them a little bit about... Um, I had met with the guy that and runs... You said they were really cool to you. Yeah, the uh, John Freeman's a super fucking nice guy. Worked with a lot of people, so he knows his shit, and he's, you know... Very respectful guy, and he basically runs all the press at barbecue and the you know keeps all the press people and everything. In so order. you don't so think it was him that burned you on these? This interviews. was a separate thing with the other one. This was the artist. Burning this one, him. I had I had been in contact with John the whole time, and he was very um, respectful about all awesome that. Guy. Yeah, got back to me anytime I had a question, he answered it. And um, when I got to the press pavilion. Didn't know who I was interviewing from Guar or what it was. There's a lot right. going on back there whenever you go there. Right. So you kind of they do it. They schedule it around the time where they wrap up the meet and greets with Guar when they do the the VIP. Right. Fans come in and get their meet and greets. They pay a lot of money for that. They definitely get what they need out of it. It's a pretty fun time. Uh, never done it myself, but for what I've seen being backstage there, um, seems like a pretty good experience, and it's definitely worth the money if you guys pay for that sort of thing. Um, so, I still didn't know who I was interviewing, and I don't think he knew. It's just whoever's available and standing around. 
So I was like, uh, so what's, you know, I haven't heard back from you, so, you know, what am I supposed to do? And he said, just be here at the press pavilion at 2.30 and we'll get you hooked up. So I was like, cool. So that way, stress-free, I just kind of went around and did my thing. Me and Alexis, we just fucking went balls deep in that festival and hung out. Uh, I was a dumbass and did, did not bring my shoes with me to the festival. And you have to walk around hot asphalt the whole time and it was and rocks. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought somehow I'd find some kind of sandals there. I didn't want to get my newer shoes dirty. That's why I did not wear them. And so for the first couple hours, uh, the sun wasn't bad for the first hour, but after that it was just fucking miserable. So that was really stupid. Uh, didn't ruin my time, though. It got better. Um, eventually Alexis let me use wear her socks so I have something on my feet. That won't believe how much that helped. Did you go swimming a lot? Yeah. Stop listening. Fucking cunt. <laughs> we, uh, Jim's swim- this photo on my phone now. <laughs> that's a girl that, that's a fan oh, man. of Trekkies. I put her put him on my phone. We went swimming way later. We pretty much, you know, just like to walk around, look at the look at the vendors and we we really wanted to eat, but we took a little time to just kinda soak in where we were. Did again. you do that diving you promised me to do? Did you do I that? didn't. Did you launch her into the lake? I didn't at all. We just hung out in the water. So it was very mellow. Yeah, it was a mellow time. We were. Did you get any? It's good to see you out. Did you get any of that? Did you get? No, any... uh, I saw a couple people. I think I remembered from last year, but nothing really. There was nobody from here. That's good. No, um, nobody from here uh, from Florida goes up there, do they? I don't think so. No, well, maybe I just yeah, there's people just, you don't. Know, there's so many right? people there packed. I don't. That's think. awesome. It's good. What's good? It, uh, what I'm just trying to find. It's a mellow experience. Yeah. But, but no, the, the main thing, thing I want to get this year it was so fucking hot that it, we weren't really weren't did it motivated to do everything. Oh. No, no, it was it was so fucking hot out. Nothing. Okay, let me ask you this. This is this is again because yeah, originally it, it was supposed to rain. It actually moved to Sunday where it rained, but it didn't rain while we were there at all. You don't have to say who. We'll be keep it professional. But did or did you? I, this is all I wanted to know. We can keep doing our. Okay, thing, so John, you? John, super respectful, got back to me, answered every question over email I had and in person. I mean, I'm glad the trip was awesome. And, but yeah, I just you and know. then I had another one kind of on the fence with with one PR person. And she forwarded me to a direct contact through phone, and said, "Don't me- you know? Message her later on, and uh, when you're actually you know during the day when she'll be available, and she'll get you set up with so and so." And I got the phone number. I messaged her a couple of times during the festival. Said, "Hey, I'm over at the press pavilion, just trying to lock down a, a time when you want this done, this interview." Never heard a response. That's all it was. Just never heard anything. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, just that's real professional, you know. Uh, okay, to never, never even respond to anything I ever said. Not even no, it's not happening. So that's anymore. one artist there, guys. One artist has already given you the shaft. Yeah, and then I emailed the original, the person I originally talked to that hooked me up with the other chick's number, and she was just like, "Oh, we'll try to get something set up in the future." And for now, you can add our. She basically added my email onto their PR email list for all this bullshit, and then she asked me if I would like to be set up with their email list so I can get sent all this bullshit. So she already sent it to me, and now I'm just blown up with all these stupid PR emails about half the bands. I don't even know who the fuck they are, and all their like tour dates and all this bullshit. And then, then she asked me if I wanted to be on the email list. So she put me on there and then asked me, which is very rude. 
So um, if if you want to, I mean, I don't know. It's called Ear Split PR. So if if you hear anything from them, just don't even fucking bother because I don't appreciate that at all. Um, what band were they representing? Um, Let's do it. I don't fucking care. I was trying to get uh, I Hate God, like Jimmy or uh, even Mike, if he was there, and and I was trying to get Phil. And I just never heard anything from Back him. Back in April, guys. we met Jimmy. Not, not that we hadn't met him before. There's another story. We're not going to get into that. But we went to Atlanta. First night of the tour, we met Mike and Jimmy. And great guys. And so something went south somewhere. I don't know if that was them or that would have been their management. I, don't I know. think it was the management because I know Phil didn't really want to do interviews at Barbecue because it it's not really his band anyway. But it, I wanted to get it because it would have been cool. You know, just to land him there, because I, you know, I saw him last year with Down, and I saw Jimmy there with Down last year, and I met them last year. So I just thought it'd be a cool homecoming to see them both again, even though it was, you know, he doesn't play for I got as a kind of a historic thing, like he's never right played vocals. Enjoy, for them. Did you enjoy that? Their set was great. They were a lot of they were cool. It was cool seeing Phil. I think he did a decent job. What uh, kind of crowd response did he get in that? Overall positive. I think people really enjoyed seeing him. Uh, Front, front the band. I mean, is he bald still? Oh yeah, weird. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. If you if you go on YouTube, there's a. I thought that was strange how he'd have hair, no hair, yeah. half hair, no hair. There's a know. quick clip uh, in my little mashup video I did uh, that I put on our YouTube channel. You guys go check it out. Uh, I have a brief spot where you can hear them playing and see them and stuff. So yeah, the only thing I saw in there there was, and I don't, I, I want to tell everybody this because I don't know if they know about this or not, but. I was actually kind of shocked. I was on the YouTube channel, and there was just it was footage of you and Alexis nude doing stuff. Not <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I haven't watched. You guys should go check it out. He, he puts he puts he puts a lot of effort into this, and I'm glad he had a good time. He goes every year. I don't like being around people. I won't go into a rant about that, but I'm glad he had fun. And and the fucking barbecue sauce. Uh, excuse me, the hot sauce was fantastic. We'll have to do the barbecue sauce next time. I thought you were actually going to get it, but I think your funds were kind of low. Yeah, I I actually only came out with that hot sauce. I'm normally but he did bring Guar back to play at my birthday. So yeah, that was really. I'm normally a guy that just walks out with you know I walk out with like a million shirts wrapped around me and I got the sauce and I got the CDs. You were low on funds. This was all going to food. Like I just wanted to eat, and they had my favorite thing. You know they had Mr. Softy there that's been there the last two years. What's that? Can't thank the organizers of barbecue enough. What's Mr. For Softy? Ice cream man. It's the best ice cream on the planet to me. Where's that from? Is that out of Virginia? Out of New York. Um, really? Yes. When I was a kid, when I lived I in... I noticed Robert Downey Jr., if we have any other uh, Marvel or just comic book nerd people, he was wearing a Mr. Softy shirt in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that because I don't, I don't know what that is. Basically, when I was like six through eight years old I lived in a cul-de-sac in Holbrook, New York in Long Island and we'd have three ice cream men come around all different times of the day but the one that was consistent was Mr. Softy and he always came like at night he always came at like 7 or 8 p.m. like the creepy pedophile truck and no it wasn't the... anything speaking of pedophile we got the we got some uh, making out going here some banging it says on the, on the subtitles it said banging but it meant the noise is going on but it's funny I looked at it and it's just like banging so a pedophile ice cream show up with Mr. Softy and he showed him your softy and his softy <laughs> we, uh, and that was Mr. Hardy right so we 
around eight PM we would always get the Mr. Softy to come around and they just have their own ice cream. It's fucking awesome. He's got his own brand of shit. And they're based out of New York. Yeah. And you what you want to get, the mamma jamma from him, is is the root beer floats are out of this fucking world. Uh. And what I always got was the classic and it's a vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles. And it's okay. it's just fucking awesome. It's it's the best vanilla coma sprinkles. Sounds simple, but they're ice cream. You just have to try it. So if you're ever in New York or Richmond, I guess uh, in Richmond, then definitely check that shit out. Uh, Mr. Softy's fucking great. So that's that's nice to see that at barbecue every year. Um, from the last two years, at least, it's kind of a makes me feel like a child again. So that's really cool. They have that there. Um, so yeah, mostly for me, I'm buying I'm buying beer, I'm buying water, I'm buying food, uh, which usually they just give out the water and they give out Monster Energy drinks. Uh, so you have that. Um, don't recommend that. It's kind of gross to drink that when you're it's 100 degrees out. But you know. So yeah, and here's we go back to the film real quick. Here's the Frankenstein talking with the uh, fortune teller. You can tell by his. I don't know, he's just kind of, he's creepy anyway. You can tell something's going on. But I don't think we've seen any deaths yet, have we? It's kind of building up. It's more of a, I don't know, I like, this is this one feels pretty good right now. This one's kind of flowing pretty good, too. And he's fucking creepy, and I guess the, the fortune teller is the No, mom. but no, the, to my knowledge, there's not been any kills yet. Well, that's, that must super be. super close attention to it, and I haven't seen this movie in probably about three, four years. That must be his mom or something. That's the uh, the fortune teller. She's getting the. I don't know that it ever explains that. I don't know. I think it may just be some whore that his dad fucks. No, she's just some drunk. Yeah, I mean they're carny, so they all probably just yeah. hang out together and then smoke their crack or whatever. I'd like to have that money cabinet. She's so trying to. Wouldn't you? Trying to give her a cut of the of the funds. I don't know. Now he's just like snot nose. He's drooling out of his nose. It's nasty. I never noticed that before. Or maybe she's like putting on a little show for him or something. I forget how this goes. Oh, I think he's gonna fuck her. Or she's gonna do a little dance for him or something. Ooh. Yeah, I think he's porking. Her. Yeah, he's porking her. So it must just be the. He's just trying to get him some, I guess. But I think this goes south here because he's. It does. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Cuss the little lights off. He's just gonna... He's gonna lay down. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. But I don't think this happens very often for him. This is just weird. Mm-hmm. He's just like whacking him off. He's got his Frankenstein outfit on. And the teenagers, we follow the entire time at the park. They're watching this like boyers. Oh man! And she's getting jacked off. <laughs> you don't you don't see people getting whacked off too often in horror movies. I mean, their heads whacked off, but not their he their already fucking came. dicks whacked off. It happens to the best of us. He already blew his goo. <laughs> Bro, she just wiped the cum on her fucking. Like a robe. Ugh. 
She's got like a fucking man butt. I thought she was a dude the whole time. I mean, I guess that's he, a chick. I guess he doesn't care. That's an old chick. Well, he's pissed because he fucking came too fast. This is a joke that nobody out there would get, but if you're listening, it's funny. I already think this killer is Jen's under that mask. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. And folks, if you want you want a bit of advice, uh, never fuck with somebody who just came too soon. Because, uh... Oh. So I guess his father's the one that runs the whole thing. Just revealed that information. And there you go, you got some old titties. Yeah! We got the first kill, ladies and gentlemen. We got a, a nice electrocution strangle combo here. You're getting all the uh, little funhouse dolls, little animatronics rolling too. This is pretty, it's pretty creepy. I think this is really good direction here from Toby Hooper. What do you think? Yeah. This movie's not bad. It's a, I'm enjoying it actually quite a bit. Direction's really good. Um, uh, do we have... What do we have we have here? It's 8.05 and 15 minutes. We have another interview. We're doing another... Uh, no, we got the... At the end of this episode, we got Alex from Crisian on the show, which is fucking awesome. That's right, we've already got everything. Which is fucking What awesome. about your interview? No. I thought you had an interview for something else. No. And Corey just looked at me like I murdered his dog. <laughs> anyway, I thought we were doing 30-minute intervals, and we were not. I messed that up. But well, we did. Right. The Terrence one was at the beginning. Well, all right, I know we already did that, and we did the, the war one. That's right. Well, anyway, I'll tell you all a little bit about the interview at the very end of this. At the end of the fun house, please stick around and listen to my interview with Alex the vocalist and bass player for Crisian. It's very cool and I'm very proud of it. It's a really awesome interview, man. It's uh he's such a gracious down-to-earth guy. I just thought it was awesome. It was a cool. We did an impromptu. We're actually hoping to have him and the rest of the boys on at another time, but they are literally playing the rest of the European uh, uh, festival circuit right now so they've been busy as shit so and they're still supporting their eventually record. look for uh, another where we have the entire band on because I'm working on that as they, we speak I can tell you about that right now and hopefully we'll get it uh, he seemed to be into it I think we will you'll hear it in the interview he's very enthusiastic and very appreciative and very gracious guy and uh, cheers Alex but, uh, if you haven't picked up uh, Forge and Fury yet their newest record then definitely Go fucking or the other non-releases that those badasses have done. And uh, for you guys that want to check out my Spotify playlist, I have Combustion Inferno on there, which they were playing on that tour. Um, any European fans, you can probably hear that on their on their tour now over there. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty good song off of uh, Southern Storm, which I think is a very underrated record. Yeah, I like that record. I like all of it. I don't think there's anything they've done I don't like. Um... I'm a big fan of the band. Anyway, the teenagers are now... Uh, it looks like they're just investigating another part of the... Yeah, these guys are just kind of curious hanging teams. out. I think they're, they're all stoned. And they're like the Scooby gang here. They're trying to find out what the fuck is really going on. about to be the on. Daddy gang, but... <laughs> uh, pretty cool stuff. 
Anyway, stick around for later. It's a great interview. I'll be talking about it again here in a little while. I'm very excited about it for you guys to check it out. Um, we wanted to get that interview uh, back in July when we went to the second night of Summer Slaughter when we hung out with Dallas, but it just didn't work out. We did both meet him then, and he was a very cool guy. But uh, It's all networking, and it's all patience and time, which I don't have a lot of patience, but <laughs> hopefully you guys will appreciate it. We knocked one out earlier today that I, again, just can't fucking believe it happened. I know I probably shouldn't be talking about it, but either way, it was amazing. That'll be coming to you much later. But uh, And I will say, with the part of confusion, we I had done an interview with uh, Sid Haig, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, let's talk about that. What a great guest. Um, but I feel like for this one, we shouldn't plug it because this is our recap episode of the, the summer thing. Save that for something separate, I think. I believe he's uh, going to be putting it up. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I think, uh, Mr. Gore Christ is going to be putting it up, I guess, by itself. It's going to just be kind of a yeah, standalone really link to an episode, I uh, think, since it's really our our first actual horror guest. Um, he's also... Second... Made- well, first, first actual, actual first, yeah. yeah, first, first. Sean Clark, first. Sean Clark was great. Um, You're right, first. It is first. But as far first as actor. actual actor yeah. or somebody associated with the films, um, which I love, Sean Clark and the Horror's Hollow Ground stuff is awesome, and Horror Hound's great. But um, you know, Sid's a legend of the business, like just for cinema in general. And I think it was really, really insightful. We talked. It was a very different interview than I expected, um, but it was very cool. He. He's not a death metal guy, uh, but he's a musician. And he plays uh, drums and shit, so that's pretty cool. That's talked pretty a little awesome. bit about that and just his own style of stuff. Um, you know, so it's kind of the thing where a lot of death metal guys surprisingly don't really watch horror movies too often, or they don't, you know, a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. So it's kind of a mixed bag what you get from what we do together as death metal and horror. You know, well, it's you know, and it's not always all at once, but for us it is. But for some people, we get the guests, and that's just about the music, or we get right, and it's just about the movies. Uh, but it was nice with Sid to talk about both worlds of it, even though uh, it wasn't a death metal portion. But it was cool just for him, and uh, he really wanted to touch on that stuff. So uh, you know, I'm glad we we got to talk about that shit. You being uh, a big Rob Zombie fan too, it was huge for you to. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, the reason I'm not on the interview is because I think I've made it clear how I feel about Rob Zombie. I didn't feel it would be appropriate for me to do the interview. I'm thrilled to death that Sid did the interview. I just didn't feel like I should be a part of it. So. Right. I had to step down from that one. Mr. Gorecross knocked it out of the park, though. Y'all can look for that on its own. It'll have its own little thing and advertisement, I'm sure, on Facebook and our other social media. Yeah, it was about a 40-minute long interview. It's very... Wow, it's a long one. Very cool. And uh, I've never heard a damn bit of it, actually. It was on SidHaig.com. You can go there and find it as well. Has he already put it up? Uh, not yet. I just now finished up the... Uh, oh, edit on it. Editing and all that stuff, so we'll we'll get it put up here soon for you guys. Uh, I know I did tease it, I think, on Twitter. I made a little ad mat for the, for the interview I did, so... Uh, I wouldn't know I'm locked out of my Twitter, and I have been. If anybody tries to contact me on there, you're not. It's going to work because I'm locked out of it. Yeah, but uh, so fuck it. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. It was a lot of fun. I'm very proud of it. Um, Sid is a stand-up fucking dude. It's very, just you can learn a lot from listening to that interview through him. He gives a lot of good advice. Fuck, he's been acting for years. Man. It's 55 years he's been in the in the acting business. That's crazy. Like in films, in TV. Fuck, man. I really don't know. He's 67, I want to say. I don't want to make you feel old, Sid, because you're fucking awesome. You know, uh, just 
Pretty sure he's 67, I want to say. We're still, he's what was great, you know, when Corey did the interview, he had called me later that day and he was listening to Rob Zombie's Dragula. Oh my God. And he was just telling me how happy he was to have it. And uh, it was just really fun. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I just couldn't do that one. I, I had to step away from it. And it's not him, but I felt like I, I can't associate myself into... You know, like, right, like I will tell you right now. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I'm saying he's 77. Live. That's Sorry. awesome. I mean, the guy's a fucking genius. He's a legend. He's been a bunch of stuff. I'll probably regret not doing the interview later, but for business reasons, I d- decided to step away from that. Just for for me, just because you know, I feel like I'd be a fucking hypocrite to do that because of the way I feel about Rob Zombie. Which, unfortunately, to most people, that's what Sid's known through is for doing those films. And I'm glad he made money, and those were. were uh, financially, uh, you know, foreboding for him. I think that's great. But I had to, you know, just kind of, no. It's, and there's other people that I would have to do that with as well just because uh, the doctor can't just be uh, involved with any old thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys check it out. Corey's got it on all different kinds of the social media platforms. You can check it out on Facebook and... and uh, YouTube, I'm sure he'll have it on there, and iTunes and SoundCloud and all our normal uh, haunts. You can check out his interview with Sid Haig, which is a fucking legend. The guy's been in the fucking business forever, but unfortunately, I had other stuff going on, and it just, it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. The, uh, it was, it was good that Corey did that. I, I, I had just got back from doing actually the Alex interview, which you guys can enjoy at the end of this episode. Uh, I've been doing that, so I needed a day to myself. But anyway, uh, enjoy that and look for all that stuff and look for the uh, uh, that interview to be up, on, I guess, as well as on Sid's page. Apparently, he wants to put it up, so that's awesome. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Doctor. That was very nice. Sure, man. Then we were heading back to the film. I had to run off and put on my Mets jersey real fast. So i got a game going on, and it's very crucial against Florida, so... Is this the beginning of a series with them, or is this a... It's the fourth game in the series. Oh, okay. And they've won three. And now we got in the movie here. Got the, uh... He's kind of like a ringmaster, I guess. He's it's his uh, dad. That's his ex. That's his dad. Yeah. And he's just... Dude's tarding out and <laughs> freaking out. And This movie is very voyeuristic. I forgot how voyeuristic this movie is. Yeah, it's... And eventually you become part of the nightmare. You know the the people that the other actors that are in this film, but right. it's good shit. Yeah, and the guy's just fucking freaking out, and he took his mask off, and he's fucking nasty. Oh man! I mean, that's like beyond being disfigured. That's like he looks like a goddamn alien in this part. Yeah, I mean, it's the makeup. I don't, I'm not really sure anything about the makeup on this film or anything, but it's pretty good. Um, the set pieces are really fucking nice. I mean, the whole... We should look this at... Where, the, where was this thing shot at? The whole realm that Did Toby, he shoot this in Texas? Probably. I'm going to check right now. My um, bet is Austin or Houston, kids. Or even Amarillo. It's somewhere in Texas. But uh, the set pieces are really beautiful as far as setting the tone for this... The whole you know, realm of where this is. I mean, it's really surreal and it's very, it's very creepy, you know. Uh, the world they create for this film is very cool. Uh, all the little animatronics. But I think and, so. He's hideous. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. 
He almost looks like those werewolf Nazis from American Werewolf in London. They kind of look like... He looks like Jen. They look nasty. <laughs> it was Jen. It actually is Jen. Let's see. And now the dad has found out somebody else is uh, in the room. And they're... He's wigging out, so... He's about to figure some shit out. As I look up the film location for this. I would love to own just like a property that's a carnival, you know, it's run down. That'd be fucking cool. Oh, hell yeah. It was actually filmed in Florida. Fuck yeah. In North Miami, baby. Fucking awesome. It's pretty awesome. Wasn't expecting that. Just a few hours away from where we're at. Uh, Pretty awesome. I I don't know a lot about this film. I just wanted to watch it, you know. It just seemed like it fit with what we were doing today, and we hope everybody likes this format. It's just something we're kind of playing around with, but, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, but just so there's no confusion, I'm pretty sure, um... Most of this film, I, you know, I could be wrong about this, but I'm willing to bet money. You can tell by the way they look in this. I think this film was shot a lot earlier than it was released. This looks like it was shot in like '79. Yeah. Because they're dressed like I mean, like it's the late '70s, early '80s, really. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Apparently. Steven Spielberg wanted Toby Hooper to direct uh, E.T., but he turned it down to make this. Are you serious? It's pretty, it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> he was already working on Funhouse whenever he was asked to direct E.T. So That movie's fucking horrible. Yeah, it's boring. I, I will tell you, that is one of the worst films from my childhood. And that's I mean, why, I still don't that's like why it. They There's got nothing together. good about that film. That's why they got together and did Poltergeist together, because that was the next thing. So... Didn't get to do E.T., went and did that other turd. I, I think they're both kind of... They both seem like the same. Movie. I don't like Poltergeist. I don't know. I There's nothing scary about it to me, and it's like... I'm not saying ghosts aren't scary. I just don't think Poltergeist is a scary film. Everybody really likes that movie, and I just... I, I'm going to have to throw that one in. I, I wouldn't watch the remake, and I have nothing against the remake. I just am not going to watch a remake of a movie I already don't like. This is cool. The reason that... The movie was filmed uh, in Miami was because they had young actors and the child labor laws were a lot more lenient uh, lenient over there at the time. That's Florida. You can do anything down there. That's why we live here. And the girls in the tent were local Miami strippers. Sure. We saw earlier with the the spider web tits, whatever. And here we go. Here's what you were talking about with the effects. The original plan was for Rob Boutine to play the monster. And I guess uh, Wayne Doba, who is the guy that they ended up landing the role, Toby was more convinced at the time that that's who he wanted. So I guess he gave a better performance. It's pretty crazy. That kind of sucks. But Rob did do the makeup or he didn't? I don't know. I think it's just for the role. Well, the boy at the beginning that stabbed his sister with the fake knife is now investigating a part and a piece, I guess, rather, of the funhouse. Not really sure what he's doing. I don't remember what happens to him either. I don't know if he gets killed or not. 
tub of Hoover from, you never know. <laughs> Toby Hooper used some of his film props when he directed the music video Dancing with Myself from Billy Idol. So there's scenes from that with the props for this movie in it. That's pretty weird. I like Billy Idol. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like that song, too. It's about jacking off. Did yeah, you know that? Yes, it is. Dance with myself. It makes sense. It was Rick Baker that did the makeup for this movie. Are you kidding me? No wonder it's fucking awesome. Well, see, Botine was his student. So. Right. Uh, for any young ones we have out there, I'm going to play this for you right now as we watch this film. So we're watching The Fun House. So we're going to have a little fun right now. And this was what Corey was talking about. If it'll play. Because I can't ever get an internet signal here. If my girlfriend walked in right now, she would totally go dance with herself. She I've seen Billy Otto several times. But when you tell her it's about masturbating, then... Cool. Even though I dance with myself a lot more than she does, but... God thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this was the video he was referring to. Directed by Toby Hooper. Anyway. So back to the fun house. Thank you, Billy Otto. Uh, thank you, phone, for working at Corey's Dungeon. <laughs> um no, I like this movie. I don't know. It's weird. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know what possessed me to buy this. It was weird because I had it a long time ago on DVD, and I didn't want to buy this because it was missing the slipcase. But uh, got it anyway, and it seems to have fit with what we're doing tonight. I feel uh, pretty good about it. You know, hopefully, it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. This is a really fun film. You know, no, and like no, I said, no this is kind of our farewell to summer. Farewell to. Uh, what little death metal there was this summer. I have to be honest with you and kind of t- touch on this for a second. Both of us can't. There was no goddamn touring this summer. No. Usually None. it's a, it's always uh, jam-packed with tours, and there really wasn't much going on. You know, we... Uh, I'm very grateful we had the, uh, the events we went to. Um, Which was fucking two. Yeah. Three, if you count... Your thing, you got to go to three. I went to two. There, there hasn't been shit. Yeah, we went we, to Vital Remains. Yeah, and that was in May. That was our first interview with a guest on here, you know, ever. And, and so then, think of that. You know, the start of the summer was pretty much the start of the future of this podcast. I mean, we, um, you know, had like about seven episodes uh, for you guys, uh, just just of me and me and the doctor doing our thing, and. Uh, you know, before we started doing the whole interview thing and incorporating all that stuff. And then from May, in just like the span of three months, we've gotten over eight interviews. I mean, I want to just take a second to uh, pat ourselves on the back, you know, honestly, man. I think it's, it's been a crazy ride just for like three or four months. I mean, we jam-packed this goddamn show with so much fucking 
death metal goodness and horror goodness. I mean, we've gotten some good shit out so far. So it's been um, hard. Yeah, it's but we've been pulling it off. So yeah, man. I mean, I not to toot our own horns, but damn, uh, anyone that's supporting this and listens to this every week, you know, thank you so much. The dad in the funhouse is murdering somebody. Well, they already got his uh, his son. They stabbed him with a fucking dagger in the. Was basically like a sewer, so. And uh, now these the Scooby Gangs trying to get this fucking dad taken care of, and he kind of looks like uh, he looks like Brian Pillman, doesn't he? A little bit. <laughs> the killer does. Or is Brian Pillman's dad? So oh, the dad, nice the dad has been guy. impaled on a prop sword in the funhouse. A little night Which I forgot about that. He got it like right through the fucking bladder too. It's funny because the uh, the the dagger that killed his his retarded ass son was like a mini version of that. It looked like like the it's like a mini version of that long sword right there. Just that got that night cock right into the fucking back through his bladder. That's pretty nice. The and bladder the, splatter. Yeah, the bladder splatter right there. Hell yeah. Or bile driver to go back to Guar. There we go. Your violence has a ride record right there. Got the bile driver. You got the. You pulled him into it. Little. The Excalibur over here thinks he can just come up and make sure the guy's dead. But should have just shot him in the fucking head for a try. Keep thinking it. Yeah, he just has that gun carrying around. It looks like a fucking flare gun. It does look like a flare gun. It's a little. It's like a. Oh, and there's the sun. He's still there, and he's just fucking ninja. He's just like a ninja mode right now, taking out everything. Why that guy's resisting shooting him is beyond me. He hasn't used it the whole time. I don't even know where he got the gun. He's I was, like, I've got this prop that's a gun. Must be a prop gun. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know where they got the... Speaking of props for this movie, I mean, that clown thing's fucking creepy as shit. I guess they... It is. If it's Rick Baker, it makes perfect sense. He made all this shit. I would actually own, like, a a lot with this stuff in my house. It would be pretty cool. It is cool, man. This this was a good one for, for fitting for that, and... Don't forget, after the film, Alex will be on from Grizzly. And we saved the best for last. It was super cool of uh, the doctor to go out, do that impromptu interview. It was really nice. Uh, yeah, it was not planned. It was something I literally asked Alex on the fly, and he was like, yeah, man, let's do it. And because he's, those guys are so fucking great. He was nice to us when we met him here uh, in Florida back in, uh, in July. But uh, it was really cool to actually get... Uh, you know, to get him to take a few minutes and actually just hang out with me. We'd both been drinking, so it was a, it's a fun interview. Um, I'm a little boisterous in it, but, you know. Hey, you know, we were having a good time. And this, like, clown prop has brought Excalibur, I'm going to call him over here. Obviously didn't use his gun. Maybe he did, but he shoots like a stormtrooper. Murder-suicide. <laughs> I always thought when I originally saw it that that clown was like the killer now and he's like recostumed himself or something. And I used to think Funhouse and wanted to see like a clown killer, but that's not the case in this. Kind of misleading from the, uh, from the poster and the cover art. But we don't get much, you know, I don't really, hasn't been a successful clown killer thing, I think, ever, except for it. But I've never seen that movie. It's really the only successful, creepy clown killer movie I've seen. Other than that, it's just kind of, you know, 
I know Eli Roth's it being got like that. a four-hour film. Yeah, having that. I mean, I'm up for watching it. Comes out on Blu-ray now, but I just it was one of those things I just never had. It was a TV movie. And I think Eli Roth has a new film out called Clown, where the guy actually turns into a fucking clown like his. Makeup. I saw it. I saw it. It just, just came out finally. So I think it's been on digital HD for a while, but it's actually got a home release now. So I'm not telling you to pick that up. Never seen it, so I don't know. But if it's Eli Roth, I'd be weary of it. Yeah. I got Green Inferno. That's the only thing I have. I am. That's a good movie. It is good. It was pretty fun. I like some of his stuff. Some of it, though, it's like what you said before. He's kind of a... Episodes and episodes ago, he was a hipster douche, which he kind of is. Well, I just don't know why he's in bed with Grindhouse. I guess he's the only person that gives a shit about Italian stuff now, or I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, If you want to listen to our Pieces episode, you'll hear my rant about that, so... That's what it was, Eli yeah. Roth's Reese's Pieces. That's the uh, that's the yeah. episode name. And episode three, guys. That's want to go back. We're on episode twenty one right now. So holy shit! Yeah, twenty one episodes in four months. We're doing pretty well, I think. So yeah, and the, the killer still. I don't know how. I, I guess he's a hunchback too. So he had a lot. That of mask padding. is actually pretty fucked up looking. I swear I've seen that mask in like a party city before. Uh, just a question. This is very relevant to this to what we're talking about right now, too. Uh, how the fuck does a place like Party City stay in business all year round? I agree. I mean, I, I, mean, I have no idea. It's, uh, I guess, helium, maybe why. Because they have all kinds of other shit, but I don't know why people would go there for parties. I just don't get that, so I don't know. I have a special guest for our episode tonight. We have Gore Christ. We have Mrs. Gore Christ. Here she comes. Hello. How you doing, sweetie? She is Good. an impromptu. She's worked all day. I just commissed her to this awesome. The air thing's my fault. We were doing an interview earlier. Oh, you're fine. I just wanted no, to it, it so it is a hot. No, it is an oven, but it I was scared because like we were raw dog. It's probably my feet. That's <laughs> disgusting, too. But, but I was sitting there going like this, and you can't hear anything but anyway. So we have her here with us, and we're going to talk. How is Party City? I have no idea. It seemed like it would be a bad job to have. I've never worked there. No, I mean, I haven't either, but I don't see how they stay in fucking business other than Halloween. Probably because everybody's got to have their, their nephew's, uncle's, cousin's, son's birthday party. There you go. Every other weekend. they got to have their special tablecloths just for that one I day. just never understand. I mean, I guess there are certain holidays, but I mean, I just think it's weird like how anyone could keep a job there that's not a manager. I don't know. It's just one of those weird places. It's like Radio Shack. How the fuck is this still in business? But I don't know. Most of them aren't. They're uh, throwing them under the couch now. So Them and Ruby Tuesday and all that bullshit. That was pretty cool. We got a little... Tell us about... Uh, if you don't care if you got a minute. Tell us about you guys. I want to, I want to hear about this because the whole episode's themed around this. Tell, tell us about Barbecue this year. Jeff Hunt. Yeah, it was hotter than it's ever been, though. But it didn't rain, so that's good. It didn't. I wanted it to, though. Yeah. The heat put a damper on it quite a bit compared to the last couple of years, but it's still pretty good. I enjoyed it. I did a woman's hair today that's from Richmond, and huh. we were talking about barbecue. She's never been, but she said that's that she awesome. hung out with them and gone nice. to their shows a lot and the gore bar that they're there all the time. Awesome. That's neat. Yeah. And uh, folks, if you ever do attend the uh, morning after chill, they call it, which is the Sunday brunch at the Guar bar. Be advised that it is in the sewer of Richmond, and it's in the oh, fucking yes. 
ghetto. Like it's I wouldn't the even park my car there. Ghetto was there. ghetto I've we ever drove seen. By it and I would refuse to leave. I wanted, I wanted to see it. Was that this year? Yeah, uh, well, we've never been to, to it before. Like oh, they alley. own it. Yeah, yeah. It's a guar bar. Yeah. The only parking was. Like I thought you were joking. It was really no. I thought it was like a tent at the thing. No, that's awesome. Like far away from this venue, they have the guar bar. And so I was like, I really want to check it out. We don't have to go. I just want to like see it at least what it looks like. And so we were in the belly of the beast in this fucking super ghetto. And there it is on the corner of a street. And like across from that, it's just like there's was like, this in Richmond? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just nothing else on the street. Mm-hmm. It's all run down. And there's like you know some some housing and stuff. But it's it's the most ghetto place thing I've ever been since. Edgar Allan Poe's original house, which we took a venture oh, to in our usual trip when we go to Maryland uh, for Maryland Death Fest, we went to Edgar Allan Poe's like original house there in Baltimore, and that is inside of the ghetto. Like that's the only thing there. Other than that, it's really? a ghetto. Same never thing with the guarba. Walking on the street. Yeah, we were walking. We weren't in a car for no that. So come out of their apartment, staring at us. And this, of course, was while all of. This was right after riots had settled and everything, so I know that oh, that played. Shit. I know that that played a large role because sure, we were wandering around in the neighborhood, right. and people, locals, weren't cool about us just walking around there because we were obviously not from there. Oh, oh, yeah, there was an old lady outside, and she was like, "Are you guys all right?" And we're just like, "Yeah, we're lost." <laughs> we were, and that was lost. in Maryland when you guys were in. Yeah, Maryland. we were in Baltimore, and we were in Baltimore, and we had GPS this fucking. Edgar Allan Poe house because apparently they do have like tours and little shows right. they do where you can uh, like, go inside and everything but I just want to see the outside just to see the house there and there's like the house the way it you know the way it was untouched and then surrounding it there's like not, it's just government housing and it's just a fucking ghetto and there's is it like preserved like there. a museum I guess the, the inside of it and stuff is like the outside it does like every other place in the mm, area weird. pretty much but you can tell it's kind of older but but I, I mean was they, it is it what I mean is it like is it is it like protected by like a writer society yeah, or something? It's yeah. like it has like oh, okay. It's a historic landmark. Gotcha, thing, okay, but, I see. but it's literally just that's like right on the corner of the street, and then everything else around it it's and next to it is all a ghetto. It's like inside of it. It's like I could I could live there. I don't know if I've ever actually been through it's creepy. Maryland. I don't know. I don't or even Baltimore in general. Well, see, Baltimore's I fine. Baltimore's you know, uh, just that part of it where that is is uh, one foot was just not a good idea yeah I'm glad for the guar bar we drove past I think there. the closest I've been up in that area is probably DC and that was it oh, yeah yes it is it's also there. very expensive to live there too sure any, we have anybody out there that listens from there it's I don't know how you afford to live there you must be very wealthy it must be very nice but and this guy will not fucking die he's still I don't know how she's still alive. You figure at the beginning of the film would have been a kind of an impromptu that she would be killed. But well, yeah, because you show her tits. Oh man, he's in those gear combines. Oh, good. You know they got this little meat hook merry-go-round, which is pretty awesome. Uh, for any death metal bands that listen to this, if you don't have a song called Meat Hook Merry-Go-Round, <laughs> I just gave you one. So thank you. Uh, maybe I can talk to royalty checks to <laughs> Mister Mrs. Because I told Gorgasm for us to write a song called um, Digested Anus. I hope they use that one day. And Meat Hook Merry-Go-Round would be really nice. That's a nice one. Uh, so thank you, Funhouse. See, horror movies are fucking inspiring, you know? Uh, Sit and watch the stuff and get something out of it. Yeah. And then there she is. It's just her. And this is kind of, again, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe where she's the lone survivor. The lone survivor, yeah. Yeah. I never really noticed that. It's pretty cool. So, uh, 
That's a girl from the very beginning of the film that was in the shower scene. And there's probably not many uh, female roles in horror films that showed their tits in the beginning and lived at the end. There's usually not. Yeah, many especially <clears throat> especially back then, you'd think that they would end up killing everybody in it. Or that you know, she got the everybody. fake death, and now she's horrified and it's pretty surreal scene here that that whole thing right there I always feel like she's gonna like jump out at you cause she's fucking creepy it's just like Bertha over here and I'll just turn on the audio for the remaining minutes on there there's some good soundtrack right here and then the old lady's still around she forget their circus is all packed up Of course, the end scene's got a lot of print damage noticeable, but still, again, yeah, for the most part, the universal fire. Well, I think you're right. right. I think really a lot good. of it's that universal fire, and that they didn't take care of their prints, and yeah. stuff got fucked up or torn up or whatever. So, and now it's like a feeling of sorry, feeling what. <laughs> Now it's like a feeling of loss and, you know, she's kind of by herself still in this fucking carnival. And the movie just ends. It's a very fucking cool film. I enjoy it. Music's very it fucking fit, It fit good for what we're doing. I think for every, all the different guests we had on, I want to thank Terrence from Suffocation and Alex from Crisium, which is coming up directly after I get done talking and Corey gets done talking here, so... Let's play out for a fucking second. This is just awesome. The soundtrack, we didn't really, you know... You guys were actually watching this. Loud as fucking here. Yeah, it was very loud. (laughs) I'm trying to find the, uh... The soundtrack's by John Beale. Is who... Does the score for this. Pretty awesome. Alright. And now, before we give you the crazy end, we must first give you. And we'll start with Doctor. You know, this movie, uh. I actually like it. I don't know, it, it, it goes down pretty smooth. It's, it's good. Uh, there's some good kills in it. Shot in Florida, which is awesome. And even Sessa right there, it's freaking obviously. Uh, Mr. Gorechrist did that earlier, but it's freaking awesome. Uh, I like it, man. It's cool. It's one of Toby Hooper's better films, I think. I think this is kind of like a little piece of gold. Yeah, oh, it's got the old Blue Line trailer on it. Yeah, considering it. he uh, filmed this in between um, uh, Poltergeist and. Um, it's good. I like it. You know. Definitely good. It's a it's a good Screen Factory release. They kind of were putting their feet in the water at this point, and just you know before they really started pumping stuff out and making a real name for themselves. Well, like what you said earlier, I think it's one of the first titles that they got offered from Universal. They're like, okay, you can put that out, and if you want to do that, that's fine. But. Yeah. But overall, um, I mean, Toby Hooper's got his stamp on it, and that's already uh, awesome in and of itself for the most part. So. You know, this is an 81 film. It's great. It stands the test of time, I think. It's a, it's a fun watch. It's something different. It's, I think the, the vibe that it gives off and the actual set locations where they are, and the whole carnival thing, 
I think now it's kind of overdone, but at the time and when you watch it now, it's actually scary more of the location than the feeling it gives you more than oh, the yeah. killer. Well, it's, like it's, it's you know, kind of in the summer, is, beginning of fall kind of thing yeah. feel to it, too. So it's got that the, kind of thing with it. The direction is awesome. And Toby Hooper did a stellar job making this film kind of... Definitely. Uh, you know, providing the terror. So so thank you, Toby Hooper. And uh, this film stands the test of time. I'd, I'd, I'd give it a recommendation. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's great. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gorecross, we had an impromptu from Mrs. Gorecross today, very awesome. And uh, oh, yeah. stay up, uh, stay tuned next. We got um, Alex from Crisian, so I'll uh, I'll see you guys in the morgue. And uh, and as always, uh, from us here at Phantasm, stay fucking gory. Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast. I have the honor to be here with Alex from Crisian. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Awesome. So happy to have you on here finally. We're Corey and I are huge fans. And uh, how's this tour going? We're just wrapping it up now, but not for you guys. You guys just keep doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing super good, man. Uh, uh, we're so happy with this tour. Uh, this is the best tour we've we've done uh, over here in a long time uh, the package is amazing you know I mean uh, uh, we're having a, a great time unfortunately tonight is the, the last show but uh, we, we had such a great time uh, every night was like a joy watching uh, most of those bands playing you know I mean the dog suffocation and cannibal corpse dial revocation uh, you know, it's it's a hell of a package. Yeah, it's a hell of a package, and uh, we we we're, we're stoked. We've been stoked ever since we've been invited. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, like I said, we had, uh, we had a great fucking time, man. It's so awesome. You know, I I've been a fan for a really long time, and just to see you guys out on a big tour, I think it's long overdue. You know, we I had caught you last year with Origin. Yeah, and uh, but just to get to see you guys, because y'all deserve the credit. You guys are one of the best death metal bands. I think oh, really unsung heroes, man. Because I, uh, I appreciate it. Just such such a we great band. Workers, man. Uh, you are, man. I think you can tell we work hard. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, it, it's ain't no joke for us. You know, I mean, uh, we love what we do. We respect the style. We respect uh, uh, the fans. You know, what I mean, uh, and. Uh, we love this kind of music, and uh, yeah. Uh, as long as we we're motivated, as long as we healthy to keep doing it, we gotta keep doing it, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you you've kept doing it, man. I love the catalog. I've got it pulled up here right now. My favorite album is probably still Black Forest Domain. I love that album. Is so fun. If I'm had a bad day, man, that's just like oh yeah. No, yeah, it's. Uh, but let's, if you want, let, let's talk about Forged and Fury. What a great album, man! That was my, that was my number one pick last year for oh, albums thanks, that came man. out last awesome, year. Bro. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 if we think of all those years we've been like, uh, you know, playing and, and all those years of touring and uh, and uh, getting to know uh, killer bands, you know, I mean, and. Uh, it's uh, all the experience we gathered through the years, you know what I mean? And like I said, 
we love what we do, so we're, we we always try to, to to develop somehow. You know, I mean, the, the stuff that we do uh, without being a sellout. You know, I mean, oh uh, God, no! You're the uh, furthest yeah. thing from that, and I love that. Cool. I love that when I get your records, cool, I know man. what to expect, and it makes me happy. Cool, man. Some of the songs might sound uh, a little slower, but maybe heavier or oh no, I love it with more bottle. You know, what I mean, uh, it's. Uh, but it's still, it's still a Christian album, you know what I mean? It, you, you go listen to the album and, and it's crazy, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, uh, we, we gather influences from all over the place, but we, 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 we try to do our own thing, you know what I mean? You definitely do, yeah. and it's definitely old school. That's what, you know, me, I'm older and I enjoy, right, man. you know. It's, yeah, like I said, man, we're, we're like you guys, you know what I mean? We're metal freaks, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm still a fan. Like uh, when we were talking about, you know, we're still buying records and uh, oh yeah, man, I still buy CDs and vinyl, and you know, I love that y'all put all that out. And that's what we do, man. We we we're still motivated. We, we love what we do. Yeah. If uh, for some reason I start to dislike it or you know not feeling good about it, I'll go home. You know, what I mean, right? I won't be here for for money or for anything. No, you're doing it because you love it. Money is. is uh, it's, it's very important. We don't, without money, we, you know, we're fucked. You know what I mean? But, right. But that, that's not the bottom line for us. You know what I mean? We've been struggling, dude. Sometimes, like you said, you mentioned about this tour here. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's a great fucking tour, but uh, if you look back, we done lots of shitty tours. You know what I mean? And, well, I mean, you know, uh, the, the money was like, you know, tiny. And everything was just rough. But we kept doing it. You know what I mean? And uh, we we we're, we're for the music, you know. what I mean, and uh, money is important, but uh, it's not a priority, you know. No, you can tell the Christian is definitely traditional, brutal death metal. I love it, man. It's oh, thanks, it's man. it's old school. That's 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 a selling point for me, oh, cool, especially at my age. But for younger people, they're. They're a fucking great band. You guys have got so much stuff. I mean, this catalog, you look at this catalog. This catalog's crazy, man. Black Force Domain, Apocalyptic Revelation, Conquerors of Armageddon, Ageless Venomous, Works of Carnage, Bloodshed, Assassination, Southern Storm, The Great Execution, Forged in Fury. God, what a... What a what a catalog! Ooh, I mean, man, it's and I, of, I have it all, man. It's all great stuff. A lot of noise in there. Dude. You got a lot of stuff. It's. Uh, how did you uh, talk about this a sec? How did you get involved with uh, Eric Rutan? Uh, I guess the first time we got a hold with him was uh, back in uh, mid nineties or something. Moises uh, was attending a festival which the Morbid Angel was playing and, and Moises had our our first CD on him and uh, uh, he met the guys uh, after they, they, they done playing they, Moises could, he, he, he knew someone like uh, with the crew and they let Moses get in the backstage and uh, he, he could met the guys and uh, gave them guys our CD and then uh, after a couple of years uh, we signed up to a record label and then uh, we hooked up with a Morbid Angel tour really yeah yeah in Europe and uh, God, I bet at, that would have been good at that point Eric knew us and uh, and uh, and uh, 
uh, he showed himself interested on, on, on producing our album, like our third album, the Conquers of Armageddon album. So we we, we made it like uh, we're, we had this tour with Marvin Angel, so we flew in, uh, uh, 50 days prior to the tour starts, and same for him. He flew uh, before the tour started to, to produce our album. So that was pretty much it. So we produced that a Congress of Armageddon album, and then we jumped on the tour together. That's amazing. That's really cool. Good times, man. Yeah. Um, do you all plan on using him again, or are you going to go with oh, different yeah, crowd? Oh yeah, I guess. So. Well, see, I, no, I want to. And again, I'm probably stepping on not your toes, but right. some other people's toes. I don't know why anybody would not use him. Yeah, man. I, I even told, you know, probably not something I should have done, but I even mentioned to the Goat Horror guys, I'm like, man, you need to stay with Eric. Is, yeah, man. Same as Cannibal. Yeah, I would, yeah. You know, it's Eric, man. I yeah, mean, man. Eric, Eric to me, old school, is the modern Scott Burns. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, if you want a fucking yeah, nasty it, death metal record, well, yeah, Eric's serving it up. Yeah, man. Um, you guys serve it up right in it, and yeah. then he puts it out, uh, you know. You got it, man. I'm, I was such a big fan of the guy, and uh, he's yeah, yeah. He's, we saw him here yeah, back in May with uh, Vital Remains. Right. Yeah, he's such a talented he's the, guy. He's the whole package. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's well rounded. You know, I mean. Well, he's yeah. He's, he's got that. It's old school. You yeah, know, it's he, not. He, it is. It is. It's not. I'm not. No. I'm not real big on totally, the. Totally. He's not like we were saying. Like. Uh, he could develop like a, an old school style somehow into a modern, you know, new breath, you know what I mean, but without losing it, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. He's so... He, he's still sounding old school, but he's sounding big, you know what I mean? And he had a... Uh, his studio is awesome. He had a, a big room, you know, so he, his recordings... Uh, uh, have ambience, you know. I mean, you hear the ambience. Do you so, all go to his studio when you've recorded yeah, yeah, with yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the latest one, yeah. Oh, okay, you did. Yeah, Before yeah. no, you did. No, didn't. no. The, the third album that we're talking about, that I was talking about, we did in Germany. No shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. The home of Sodom. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so you did it. Now the, the latest record. Uh, yeah, man. It took us some time to. To hook up again with him because you know we were working with this guy in Germany, Andy Glassen. I think he's a great producer too. But it was time for a change, you know. I mean, we've done three albums with him like in a row, so it was time for a change. And uh, it was a common agreement uh, amongst the band. It's Eric, you know. Let's fucking go for Eric. He's, yeah, he's so he's such a. I don't know. I, that's a selling point to me yeah, yeah. as a death metal fan. When I see yeah. his name on the back that he produced yeah, awesome. it, I mean, yeah, me it's too. I'm, I'm you know, it. and he just makes you guys sound even better. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with the with the final result. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a great album. It's, yeah, you guys got so much stuff going on. It's fresh, yeah. but it's it's Christian. Cool, man. Cool. And that's. I, mean, I, I, I can't thank you for just putting out such a great catalog. I mean, I seriously, I'm like, New Necrisian Records coming out, I don't ever have to worry about it. It's not going to sound, 
oh, it's going to yeah. sound like crazy and it's not going to be you know a big mess or you know something else that 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 I don't you know where a lot of bands and I hate to, you know nobody here but a lot of bands I advance it's like man what are you doing yeah. you know you're killing me here but I always can depend on crazy and so that's it's well uh, man thank you for 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 trust us and uh, like I, I think say, we uh, all do, man. All Christian fans, we do. We, we, uh, In Christian, like we, we trust. We rather quit. We, I'd rather quit than fucking be a sellout. You know what I mean? Well, but, uh, it's. You know, we're gonna start working on a new album, and uh, I guarantee you, you man, uh, we're gonna work hard, and uh, it's gonna be 100% Christian, man. That's that's such a great thing to hear, man. I, I always and I, I wanted to touch on this a sec too on the on the new album. I mean, all the records. God, the new album's artwork is fucking beautiful, oh, man. Thanks, man. It's fucking, I don't know. You want to talk a little bit about that? That's uh, so... Yeah, man. Uh, uh, you know, talking Joe Patagno, you know I mean? Uh, the guy's like a fucking, you know, he's a motorhead guy, you know I mean? He, he drawn that... Really? Metal, he's so, done... Yeah, yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, the, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's yeah, fucking... Yeah. God, that's that's amazing. Yeah, he's a dude. He's a god. He's a fucking... Not for that's the, the motorhead guy. Yeah, yeah. He also drawn like uh, uh, artwork for for some death metal bands too, like uh, Angel Corpse and Fire Remains, I guess. Marduk, all Diabotic. good stuff. Yeah. He kind of uh, he, he like same deal. He kept going. He's like working for modern modern bands, you know, newer bands. That and artwork, it's so man. Deep and evil, like uh, I don't even know what to say about. It. Like I bet you all shit when yeah, you first saw that. I mean, wow. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, Your all's killer music, that fucking artwork. I mean, it's just... It, it, that cover is just beautiful. Cool, I love man. the artwork. I'm glad you like it, man. Uh, it's definitely crazy core, you know I mean? Uh, it's like a, lots of things uh, coming up and becoming one thing, you know, kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's just so... I mean, yeah, to, to look at it, to really open it up, I was like, man, I'd love to have a poster of this. Yeah, it's just... It's beautiful, man. Cool, that, man. Cool. But yeah, I had no idea. So there you go, guys. Motorhead artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. You got to love that album. So, talk a little bit about what you got coming up here in the next little bit. You got some festivals going on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're going home, uh, staying home for a week, and then uh, flying out to Europe for three festivals. And then uh, flying back home, staying home for three weeks. And then fly back to Europe for a tour of Doc's funeral. Oh uh, man, I told that's you earlier, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's and just then, so uh, awesome. Yeah, then we're gonna finish it up tour for this album. Uh, we we've been lucky, like for you know, as far as uh, going out on tour for the latest album, and we've, we've done such a great tours. This one right here, the tour of Cannibal Corpse and uh, Origin, Aeon, and then we got this tour lined up with Doc's funeral. Feels good, man. So far, so good. I mean, it's. I'm just so happy to finally see a band that I've loved for so long since Black Force Domain get the credit they deserve. Yeah, man. Thank you. You know, I. I mean, I can say this as a fan. At least hope it's okay. Y'all should be. You know. I, I thought I think that on a lot of tours I'm like that's my boys up there. Yeah, it's like oh, thanks, you know, but man, I'm so thanks. happy to see you get it and and yeah, and, cool, and it's nothing negative. I just I'm such a I big know, fan. I, I just would love to hear you all play for two hours. Awesome, you know, man, it's awesome, like man. it is what it is. Unfortunately, you know maybe for us it took you know a 
longer time than for some other bands. And uh, I don't mind playing uh, the smaller places, smaller tours, and uh, you know, I mean, as long as it's a death metal a show time, in yeah. America. I mean, um, we're so happy with this tour here. Maybe next time we're you know higher on the view. But like I say, it's been great for us. You know, I mean, uh, it's great exposure. Yeah, yeah and uh, the, 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 especially the. The, the crowd reactions, you know, I mean, uh, they were a blast, you know, I mean, uh, it, like today was, was, was crazy, you know, I mean, and so we've been struggling, like you were saying, dude, and uh, we're still here, and uh, anytime we step on stage, people know we're going to deliver hard, and uh, we're going to play hard. It's, it's, you know, it's funny to, to, you guys are just dependable, I don't know, I love when your records come out it's like I know what I'm getting that's a good thing that's how you keep a fan base yeah man of course this is so amazing to have you do this guys this is you know just to have you on here because we're like I said Corey and I are such big fans and uh, I'm just happy to finally see you guys get a big tour like this in America because I know other places you know Crisian is is testament but it is for us too but it's just you know to see you guys Thank you for this, for, for being here, supporting us. I've seen you talking to Terrence motherfucking Hobbs. Oh, yeah, man. You lot of love Terrence. The baddest motherfucker in the planet. <laughs> He's a bad man. He's a gunslinger. He's, He's a badass. He's but, a bad man. A but, yeah. Uh, well, man, thank you for doing thank this. This is so awesome. Up, and Well, hopefully, uh, if it's cool, maybe give you guys something to look forward to. Hopefully have you back on with the, everybody maybe later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool. We'll be hanging on. Today's the last show, so tonight's the last show. So, yeah, we'll be hanging on. You guys and heard it here. You, yeah. Ah. Thank you, brother, for, for, for the opportunity. Thank you for supporting. Much appreciated, man. City in 1997. The United States Police Force has its headquarters on the Statue of Liberty because in 1997, the entire city is a walled maximum security prison. Breaking out is impossible. Breaking in is insane. John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Starts Friday at the Town Cinema and the Sundown. Rated Restricted Adult. Sunday. It was the dream house for the perfect American family until they began to change. I just wish that all those people hadn't died here. It's doing things. Mommy, I want to go home. What made a family flee for their lives and sanity? The Amityville Horror, the bestseller and box office smash movie starring James Dolan, Margot Kidder, and Rod Steiger. 
a network television premiere Sunday at 8, 7 Central and Mountain. The stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It is addictive and destructive. It can overcome your mind and take over your body, and nothing can stop it. No! Don't eat that! I saw it moving in the refrigerator. Here, Jason. Take some. There is something alive in there. They're good for us, Jason. They kill the bad things inside us. Tonight, America is in grave danger. So are you prepared to say on the air that you've actually seen people devoured by the stuff? Oh, hell yes. And what's worse, I've seen what's left of them when the stuff gets through and comes back up. I'd like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. Scanners. Ten seconds, the pain begins. Fifteen seconds, you can't breathe. Twenty seconds, you pray it will end, and it will. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. Their thoughts can kill. Wait a Coming soon at a theater near you. Check newspapers for theaters and times. Anyone strange? Anyone you haven't noticed before? The demons are coming. And they're coming for you. Be careful. They could mean the difference between life and demonic death. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals. And the cities will be your tombs. Demons. Starts Friday at a theater near you. The Return of the Living Dead. Pray! They're back and they're hungry. The Return of the Living Dead. Certificate 18. Coming to a cinema near you.